Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Johannes, are you certain it was... It was Jeebel's doing, Miriam. No mistake. Hello, and welcome to Core, where we talk about video games at length. Yeah, that's what this is. I don't know what anyone else thought they showed up for, but this is absolutely, positively Core. For Thursday, June 30th, 2022, the final day of the month. Uh, which feels crazy. I thought June just started. I don't know what's going on. Um, happy Canada Day to everyone. Oh, yeah. Canada happy Day, Canada uh, Day. By the time you get uh, this, celebrating the lovely nation of Canada. Yeah. Well, uh, any, anything yeah. Uh, popping up there? What's go- I mean, what's the what's the good news in Canada? Uh, yeah. They're not As us. it turns out, we love convoys. <laughs> so I think there's a freedom convoy heading to my city pretty oh. soon. Oh, so sweet. We'll be uh, dealing with uh, trucks and horn honking and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So yeah. Canada. That's an, effi- that's an efficacious use of gas now that the prices are higher is go ahead and make a convoy and uh, then complain about it. I think, I think they great. had a good time the first two times they tried to come up here, so they're they're going for a third. Well, you're a, you're you're a nice bunch of uh, people up there. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty of argument. I mean, we might we might might be a war over here. I don't <laughs> even know, man. I don't know. Well, be you know, safe. We were criticized a lot for not having a strong response. To just, I, I don't know. I'm I, I'm I'm like. 45% worried. I live far enough away that I'd probably dodge all the conflict, but yeah. close enough that if it gets something gets out of hand, I'm Yeah. Well, I'm just let's just say I'm going to shut batten the shutters. Is that how batten, batten down the hatches? Batten down the wait. 
play but video games. Pl- uh, ignore the death and, and hat- <laughs> death and disease and pillaging. Hatch down the that. wait. How does it go? Batten batten down the hatches. It is batten down the hatches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. For some reason, that sounds wrong. Canada. Oh, that sounds good though. Uh, excellent. Well, Canadians aside, we have one with us, and we'll have all of Bo's wonderful opinions. Of course, that's me, Scott Johnson, and John Jagger also. And uh, we're just going to dive right in because there's some things that happened this week. Yeah, that's right. We like to bring you a little bit of news and views and that sort of thing. Uh, to start with, the Steam Deck specs got tweaked and nobody told anyone. Well, they kind of did. But they didn't make a big deal out of it. And some people freaked out and thought it meant a cut in performance on the Steam Deck, which bummed me out because I think I'm getting one this next uh, run, this next uh, whatever mm. they call it, the next uh, wave. Wave. There you go, yeah. wave. That's it. And they, they are doubling or tripling production, so new waves should be coming soon. Um, but Valve says this will not impact performance. So they updated the specs on the Steam Deck. The models could ship with either a PS PCIe Gen 3 times 4 or PCIe Gen 3 times 2 variant of the 256 gigabyte SSD drive or the 512 for that matter. These are those NVMe fast SSDs. Um, it's said in this article that I found on GameSpot, it does not seem that for the most gaming experiences or for most of them, performance is unlikely to be affected by this change due to the fact that so few PC games are designed to take advantage of NVMe SSD speeds anyway. Uh, Steam Deck designer Lawrence Yang also told PC Gamer that the change assists Valve in making and shipping more units on the uh, on the, of the in-demand. If I could read, shipping more units of the in-demand device. I'm going to say that's not written great. I'm just going to say that. Uh, Valve also recently announced this ramping up production on the Steam Deck. So I don't know. Like it's fine, I guess. I don't. You don't like hearing that you're paying the same money for a slower drive, though. I don't. I think the PC master racers don't care whether the games are adapted or not. This, you know, part of it is just speed porn, right? Like they're just like, what? Yeah. What? I'm not getting the speeds I paid for. What? This yeah. Is, yeah. They're it's good. probably the best they could do is say that if they have to actually do this because of supply chain issues or whatever. Yeah. And hopefully rest on people's good graces, but. Sure. Well, I'll fall. I'll fall on that sword. They can give me theirs when they're unhappy with it. I'll take it. Yeah. How about that? I like that. Yeah. yeah you know, if you guys don't send it to me, I want one. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know how I'll uh, get one otherwise, but I do want one. Yeah. So uh, if you feel bamboozled, you can just send yours to me. Uh, send a message over Twitter, and uh, we'll. We'll get that set. Yeah, we'll get to Not John. Gonna, will take the slower. He'll take the hit on the slower drive. I'm not gonna give you any money for it, but I will sacrifice. You know, I'll live with a slower drive. It's fine. It's uh, hell. I'll even go this far. If you've got one that you paid for and it has the slower drive, and you're mad, I'll pay market value. I'll pay what you paid for it. How about that? Oh, look at that. Yeah, Mr. Moneybags over here. Because I can't get the damn thing. <laughs> <in here. laughs> big, Scott's big like retail price. <laughs> Scott's like, well, John's not going to pay you, but I'll pay. Yeah, you. I'll pay you real money. But if you got a friend that is also, you know, trying to unload because he's mad about the speed decrease, well, John's got you covered for free. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, there was some other stuff to announce this week that was interesting, like uh, from Valve Portal. They're bringing Portal One and Two and some other Portal stuff to the Switch. Uh, which we'll talk about later in a group of other things, but just kind of a weird week for Valve. It's like, yeah, we're putting a slower drive in there, but you probably won't notice. Uh, anyway, see ya. And also, we have games that are coming out on the on the Switch, a competing handheld device. Uh, I guess I don't know if it's competing. 
These are still weird arguments people have about whether the Switch and the Steam I mean, Deck even like occupy class, right? So yeah. like Steam serves PC users, Switch serves you know, the Switch specs are so low end in comparison, right? It's like, yeah, let's just put our game on that device, you know. Let's yeah. The Switch is still it's basically an Android phone from 2017. And that's fine. It's it's had a, it's continues to enjoy a long life. I still think things look fine on it, but it's not like some powerhouse monster in there. It's a freaking Tegra I think the biggest thing is just, uh, yeah, uh, just some games are natively 720. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll get to we'll get to some of the things the Switch is trying to do to lure people in. I don't think it'll work on me because I don't care about Persona games. I mean, I, I probably should care, but I don't care. They're coming and, to PC, and you can play them. That's true. A, coming to Xbox yeah, also. And then you can care. You can discover that you care. They'll be and on you X- secretly harbored in your heart and soul a desire to return to high school yeah. while also fighting monsters yeah. in a nightmare I think I, I think I'm developing that taste. I was looking at the Persona 5 game the other day, and I was like, yeah, maybe I want to play this now. So maybe is the no. deal still in those games? I remember I played a bunch of four, and I remember part of the deal was if you wanted to enter the realm of of you know heroic fighting you had to kill yourself basically right you had to shoot yourself uh, that was i think that was three oh. and that was uh yeah they they had a thing they didn't kill themselves but yes the thing that triggered their whatever to make the magic manifest is that they had things called evokers which looked like guns and they would put them to their head and and fire yeah, yeah. that's probably less uh, it's probably a little more frowned upon uh as a, as a, it wasn't popular when it came out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was by some. Like there were some people that were definitely like, "Oh, this is edgy and cool." Yeah, it sounds uh, awesome to me. Like it, you know. I bought that game because of that. I was like, "This sounds awesome." It I'm seemed, gonna play this game unique. and listen to My Chemical Romance, and it's gonna be badass. <laughs> and that's what I did. Yeah. Uh, but it's um, it no, it was good. And uh, Persona Four didn't have that. It was a different method. I don't remember. Well, they went into a TV. Like everything was in the TV. Uh, so like they always have their weird little little things. Mm-hmm. I think it's masks and five, what? if I remember correctly. Uh. Oh, is it? How do you feel about that? Yeah, they really scaled it back since the shooting yourself. <laughs> yes. Like, well, where do you go? Each other's interests in the sequel to scale it up. Yeah, I remember really having a good time. As far as I got, I felt like there was too much uh, anime chatter, chattery going on, though. That kind of annoyed me. There was a lot of hanging around in class talking to kids about freaking personal life, and I'm like, let's get to a dungeon and turn base fight something. What are we doing here? I realize That's where you build your relationships, Scott. And know, your relationships but, build your skills. But they're bad. It's, this is this is the visual novel JRPG style. It's yeah, it's, it is. It's what people come for. I wish I did. That's right. I wish I did. Maybe one day I'll convert. But right now those things bore me to tears. I can't do them. Maybe because the stories are bad. Okay. Now you might oh, say to me, Scott, no, there's a lower. Not. People would say there's a lower threshold for video games and maybe even a lower threshold for localized Eastern games, games made in Japan or otherwise. And so we're going to get, you know, some weird translation, even on the best so, of, of efforts. Yeah. I get that. Let, let, let me, let me just throw that out there. I think when you say bad, you mean it. And I understand why, because it's the video game equivalent of like Hallmark movies, which I know you're not a fan of. No. I'm not a fan of this. This is like, 
this is partner chores if someone had to, you know, like, okay, let's spend time together. I got to watch some of your movies because you watch mine. Uh-huh. And these JRPGs are that. And so if you're not in, like, it's cooler than a Hallmark movie. It isn't like, you know, Ken and Barbie, like, hanging out with friends, learning lessons about life. But it's it's in the same vein, right? Mm. All along, we should have just been friends, but I kept doing that, Ryuko. I'm sorry. Mm. You know, and with mm-hmm. also weird, creepy uncles and, and stuff like that. Sure. It's, I prefer it to the, the Hallmark movie, but it's melodrama and that kind of thing. It totally it's is. And I understand it has a place. Show. It totally has a place in games. It should have yeah, a place in games. It's a mighty big soapbox to climb up, having not played the game to go, it's got a bad story. Well, I played enough of four to tell you that I think that story sucked at least as far as i played i played probably you're, you're gonna deserve every email i played got. like six and a half That's hours beef. Six, and, six and a half hours is probably not enough to get any kind of resolution on where that story was going but it's still mostly just uh, and uh like that it's mostly that yeah, if you don't like it after six hours because i don't play many games like that but i played a lot of scarlet nexus which i loved a lot about scarlet nexus but there was a lot of I had to go on like friendly yeah. date missions with everybody, and it was just a bunch of talking. And didn't at like that. a certain point, you're like, okay, like I this is this is boring. Like I, I don't care. Send and me you your have emails. To do them to get power ups and stuff. If and people are like going to be annoyed, I'm totally fine taking these emails. I have no problem trying to explain myself. I'm not saying these aren't good for who likes them. I'm saying. I don't like them. That's it. Oh, well, it sounded like you said they're bad. Well, well you said I'm they saying, sucked. I think, here, <laughs> oh, right. let me clarify. <laughs> let me clarify. I think, I think that kind of game sucks. Oh, okay. okay. I thought the combat, it's, it's fine. It's I thought fine. the combat and the, and the actual like game was great. I was having a great time, but just way too much. Oh, that's over now. Oh, here we go. Buckle in for six hours of crunchy roll before I can get back to fighting something. You know what? If Scott and I both played a Persona game, we would have a phenomenal experience because the part he hates is the part I like and the part he likes is the part I hate. You don't like to fight. I was always like, oh, Jesus, we got to go to the dungeon tonight. (laughs) All right, here we go. Let's do a bunch (laughs) of random battles. This is going to be fun. Yeah. (laughs) So we could just we could just pass the controller. It would be perfect. Yeah, I'd You're do like, that. all right, John, go do my go do my schooling for me. I'd be like, you got it, man. We're going to join the basketball 100%, club. Yeah. 100%. And we're going we're gonna to do all sorts of good uh, relationship business today. We're going to mm. make new friends. We're going to study hard. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And then when you got to run in a dungeon, I just give the controller to you. Yeah. Part of it, too, is I just, you know, if the story was kind of I don't know. They just went the story more. Was remotely good. I, think was... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say. Yeah, you could not like it. You could say it sucks, and someone yeah. could say it's the best thing ever, and we could just leave it. At and that. people it's will, fine. and it's fine. And I know that the, those things are massively popular. And this, these announcements of going all these platforms and ended up on PC and Xbox and PlayStation, like everybody's getting these re-releases and the Switch and everything. People are stoked. I am so happy for you guys. Really. It's, just, it's more of a Japanese thing. So, like, I enjoyed Yakuza, but there was definitely a lot of blah, 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 blah. Like, it's 
It's a lot of blah. Japan, the Japanese aesthetic likes a lot of blah. Yeah, they're into the blah. Yes. Super yeah. into the blah. And the, uh, America's just like, where's the shooting? Give me the shooting. Call yeah. of Duty, baby. I like good story. I go just tell me there's a devil, I'll kill it. I don't need to know why. Just I, I love good stories. See, this is actually the opposite problem I had with the first Last of Us, which that may change with this remaster or this remake, because it looks like they're going to address a lot of this. But I really loved that story. Did not like how it played. And yeah. it's the complete flip. So... I like, you know, I'll admit, I have a slant toward Western story style storytelling. Um, the Japanese stuff sometimes works for me. Actually, the more ridiculous, the better. And I think per- Persona tried to make it all too self-serious about the relationship stuff. If it was more ridiculous and just kind of over the top, kind of one punch man level of like throw, throw all logic to the wind, I would probably like it more. Um, anyway. But I'll stop digging this hole. Keep your emails coming. No, it's fine. Everybody knows you don't actually like anime, Scott. We've said it many times on the show. They all understand. When Chatroom says I don't have patience for a slow burn, absolutely not true. I love slow burn stories. I was, I'd loved, like, I would have called, in its best seasons, I would have called Game of Thrones a slow burn story, and I loved it for that. It, it decided to get too fast toward the end, and it kind of ruined that. But I love a good yarn, and a, and a video game is a great place for that. I love it. But it's just a lot of, uh, <laughs> I just can't do it. Like, I know, I realize I'm 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 being reductive here, but they all come down to like, they're just nervous around each other and, ooh, he touched his hand. And I, I don't know, I'm just, not in, I'm just not in junior high anymore and it doesn't work on me anymore, that kind of stuff. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's the time or duration. I think it's the subject matter. Mm. It's the, there's an element of parasocial to it where I feel like if you've got a lot of melodrama or just drama or family connections in your life, the last thing you need is a fantasy simulator about what you already got. Yeah, I guess but that's part of it. if you happen to live that's a quieter true. life, you happen to have a lot of that, those needs not met, then getting lost in the fantasy of it is a thing. And uh, yeah, but I mean, I don't like long anime. Like I love anime, but 24 episodes or less, please don't give me... Mm. Don't give me these uh, Naruto's and one, you know, to get in the anime, you're like, there are 257 episodes of this anime. Like, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> like, thanks. I'm, it just seems insurmountable. Just don't, just don't have time. There's plenty of stuff to do. When these when these One Piece people come at me and they're like, hey, you know, One Piece is amazing. Oh, well, I should probably watch it. What should I get into? Well, you're going to want to start with series three, but only do the first three episodes and then go to the eighth <laughs> series and then read. You the, don't like guides? You no. don't like uh, watch guides? It's too much. It's the reason I and I don't I like doctor who when i've seen doctor who but i i find it impenetrable at this stage because there's a lot of it it's a lot and so it's fine i've only missed like one season so far and i find it impenetrable as a result i tried watching an episode after missing a season i was like i don't know what's going on where do we stand on this i dropped off during matt smith i was like all right enough already oh (laughs) we'll see it i really like david Tennant, but i'm like oh these all these exit ramps all these on ramps to to content like that and i love people who are just so into it they've seen every second of everything and they've watched even the old black and white shit from the 50s and great i think that's great i just i don't know i can't i got too much other stuff they keep saying in the chat that uh what's the name of that game hold on shin megami tensei is supposed to be uh more is that the same series no it's a it's a competing it's thing. connected because oh, like the are? same monsters exist in both games yeah that's what that's where we get into the whole well like where do you start playing persona and i looked at some of the like i looked at persona 3 it's an old ass looking game i'm not playing that you can tell me it's the best thing in the universe I'm ps2 game right a couple decades i'm not spending time on this <laughs> you know like yeah so like 
yeah, uh, yeah. Either I can get into it at Persona Five or I'm out. Jairam also makes a good point about how. Uh, let's see who is this? Ten Ten Lobster. That's a lot of lobster. Yeah. Um, says that it's this is why he finds uh, he or she finds Warcraft impenetrable for the same reason. And I could see that. Like I was along okay. for the ride long yeah. enough that I was like, no, I, I know what's going on. So a new expansion or a new story chunk was not a problem because I was already in. I was already there. But if you were asked, you know, 15 years into the lifespan of a game, hey, jump on now. Now's the time to get in. It can feel like what really like look at all where what do I do? And even though you you kind of know what they could do because it's all fresh to them they don't really know i mean i don't just mean uh, gameplay i mean like how do you take all that story in how do you how do you reconcile certain story issues that are, are true now that weren't true during i don't know wrath of the lich king and how do you like it's bad it's a lot how do you play through it all they're getting bored you'll hit max level way before you finish the content you'll everything's well the game doesn't even <laughs> want you to it, like the way leveling works in world of warcraft right now you hit max level and it kicks you out of whatever you're doing and puts you in current content regardless of what you've been doing yeah. so that's true I, like they don't have a care for their own lore so why should you but that's, I mean, that's the thing. I think people in general just have a tendency to want to share experiences, which is, you know, I think that's why you see reaction content on YouTube be so popular. I think that's why you have so many people that are like, oh, I don't want spoilers or I won't spoil anything for you because people just have this desire to see other people go through experiences that they really enjoyed and, and share that. And that can be a wonderful thing. It's not like an inherently toxic thing, but a lot of these things that we enjoyed, we enjoyed at a very specific time in our lives. Like even persona, I'm giving Scott a little shit. Cause he said it was a bad story and he hadn't played it, but six hours. Like, that's a lot of time. I played a but lot. The last time I played a persona game, you know, I was like, maybe not long out of high school. I don't remember when it came out, but like I didn't have a wife. I didn't have kids. I was in a very different place, like socially. And as far as like where my life was, if I went to that now, there's a good chance I'd sound exactly like Scott. Like, I don't have time for this. What, what do you guys know about problems? Oh, no, they may not like me. Guess what? I accidentally stuck my hand in baby poop changing a diaper today. Like, that's a problem. Sweet. That's a, that's a problem that needs solving immediately. Uh, yeah, not man. did the basketball coach. <laughs> I'm not coach. That gets creepy. Did the basketball captain notice me? Like, you know, I had excrement related problems this week, too. I feel Whoa, like, brother. Oh, do we want to know more or no? Oh, I pissed my pants. Whoa, what? Tell what? me. That's, yeah, what? well, I sat down to take a shit, and then I went to go for a pee. But, you know, look, as I know this is a bit of a self-report, but my my pecker was aimed out of the toilet bowl. and peed into my pants, and, <laughs> and I'm at work without a change of clothes, and I'm like, Frank! <laughs> Life's hard. So like, I don't care about your high school bullshit. Give me a game about uh, real world problems. Uh, <laughs> wow. Like I forgot to aim down before I went, Bo, can I just tell you, this is why they numbered them one and two. Yeah. If you had anticipated the one, if you had listened about escalation. Yeah. I didn't know. You could two have anticipated. Two was two first was in this first. case. I yeah. had no inclination of a, of a P. It was just like, it's shit in time. And sometimes when it's shit in time, it's being time too. And I was on my phone. That was the mistake. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about what was, and I went, oh shit, I felt a bit of wet. It wasn't that bad, but I had to spend a good 20 minutes trying to 
fan off my pants and hopefully oh it's the worst i've been in a similar situation like hopefully i don't smell like pee like god damn it i'm gonna be that guy you get near that person they smell like Mm -hmm. yeah i had a teacher and his butt was about head high as a student so whenever (laughs) he'd walk by he like literally smelled like shit like we all the kids all talking like he wears diapers right like (laughs) you can't like and he'd be teaching the class walking between the students and you just smell shit while like he didn't smell it far away he didn't fart but as soon as he got within your desk the shit smell came, and all the kids would be like, "Holy, what's wrong with this guy?" Like, oh my gosh, that's probably amazing. wearing a diaper, but it's not pleasant. Anyways, I get it. I didn't want to be that guy, so somebody might have been walking by and said, "Man, that guy smells like pee." Yeah, and yeah. Anyways, so write that persona. Developers. Yeah, write that persona, and that that, ladies and gentlemen, is Steam Deck changing the specs on their hard drive for the main Steam Deck. <laughs> I don't think people would believe that story if you put it in your video game. That's no. the kind of story that only happens in real life. That's right. This is a real that life. That can't deal. happen in fiction. Well, all right. Moving on. Speaking of things I wish were fiction, uh, Ron Gilbert, uh, creator of the Monkey Island series and a whole bunch of other video games. Uh, a lot of point-and-click adventure games. He also made that weird... What was that weird Diablo-like game that was meant to be funny? Um, and it kind of was, but it was... Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, it was. It had a real over-the-top kind of hero guy. I liked so much about it. And then it, something was wrong, and I don't remember why I popped off of that. And I don't remember the name. Yeah, I can't ah. remember it either. Anyway, Ron Gilbert, been around forever, veteran of the industry... He's seen it grow from its tiny place it used to be to this juggernaut of a giant industry, which is why I have a couple of takes on this. But anyway, he showed a bunch more on Monkey Island, which uh, people are already being a-holes about because they don't like the art style or, you know, 10 other reasons why it's a problem. He got harassed to the point where now he says he's not showing it anymore until they're done with it. So he's just going to go work on it. F you guys. Screw you guys. I'm not talking anymore. Now, here's my two takes. Number one, that sucks. And once again, gamer toxicity sucks. And I freaking hate it. And you're all lame. Anybody who gave him shit for that, go pound sand and eat a turd. Um, all right, go do that. But then the other take is, I do kind of feel like Ron Gilbert, who has been in this industry for this long and has seen where it's gone, probably made a mistake here. If if the goal was to get trolls to back off, it ain't happening now. <laughs> Because yeah. now he's like, well, I'm not talking to you anymore. And now they just that just feeds them. They just fuel on that. That's like now they're stoked to give him shit. So, so yeah, I don't maybe know. Maybe he's not going to see it. Like if he's walking away from it and he's like, well, I don't have to worry about the social media aspect. I'm just going to go make a game and who who cares what they do? Like, you know, maybe he isn't going to see it. It's not going to stop him, but no, you they're, know, still they're not going to get to him. I I respect the. You know. I respect the, like, he didn't threaten it. This wasn't like a, come on, guys, be nice, or, you know, you're, you're lucky to have this. wasn't a discussion. He was just like, all right, you don't like it. You're going to be assholes about it. Great. I'm not talking about the game anymore. You've now seen 100% of what you're going to see until it comes out. Yeah, Bye. See you later. Like, And I kind of just respect that that's what he decided to do. And, like, that was what he said. He said, you turned something that should have been fun and great for our team into a negative, and we're not going to deal with it anymore. Yeah, that's and that's like, the part. That's why I'm saying I'm torn on it. Because on the one hand, I just don't think – I think it'll only get worse in the short term. What will probably happen – because no one has memory for anything in gaming. I remember when – those same kinds of voices were just ripping on the Legend of Zelda Wind Waker announcement and the art style they chose. And they were losing their minds over this back in 03, 02, whatever it was. And then that game comes out and is considered by many, myself included, to be the finest the game series ever got. It's the best Zelda game ever made, in my opinion. 
And if it's not your favorite, for most people, it's right up there. And part of it is that amazing art style, which holds up, which transcends generations. It doesn't doesn't look old, whereas going back to Twilight Princess, it looks old. And that was them going, we're going to go realistic again. Bad move. So I guess what I'm saying is, y'all suck. Leave Ron Gilbert alone. But also, I will say this too, as somebody who creates art for part of my living, uh, and, I, and I love, you know, love seeing what art style games use and this sort of thing. I think it looks rad. So I don't know what the F is wrong with people. I do think it looks good. And I mean, granted, like Monkey Island has had a lot of different looks. I don't know if I would put this as my favorite, but it's it's up there. Like it it looks awesome, you know, between the original like old, old computer pixel art days to, you know, how it looked when they did a remake of it. They went full like animation house style for a point. They've had some real rough 3D models. I'd say that's the only time that Monkey Island has actually genuinely looked bad mm-hmm. is between Telltale going 3D and uh, I think it was, I can't remember. I think it's like the third or fourth Monkey Island game. It was but, bad. Uh, it was bad. It, like the 3D is just atrocious on it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, it's a game that's never been about its look. Nobody's ever gone, oh, man, you know what you got to get? You got to get this new Monkey Island. It's a game changer. Like, it's supposed to be functional, and it's about the writing, and it's about the characters and all of that. And, you know, people people have to be the way they have to be. Like, it, everybody should just be thankful they're getting more Monkey Island because those games don't come around. They're not a, it's no. not a Call of Duty. You can't count on one every year. Right. Like, and you really definitely you definitely can't count on them coming back with the like original writing and creation team intact. Like that doesn't yep. happen. The last 3 were not them. And they showed it it showed. So yeah, everyone just freaking calm down. It's going to be fine. And it looks cool. I like this like weird um I don't even know what to compare it to. It's like uh it's just a little more haunted looking. Which yeah. is my jam. I like those darker colors. I like that that whole take. I think it looks rad. Looks like something my daughter would draw or something. Which maybe I'm biased, but I just think that's a that's a cool style, and it's also a very modern take. And haters haters gonna hate, but I just I'm just a little worried they're gonna hate more because they're like, fine, we're not showing you anymore. Well, that's a, you know that's like giving them a key to the mansion. They're all gonna flip out. I just don't know who these people are. Like, who are the people that are the Monkey Island fans that are graphic snobs? Because like I said, the past, like, Telltale, the fourth game, like, none of those looked good. Where have all of you been? Like, where were you then? Like, why did you pop up now all of a sudden to be like, well, actually, (laughs) like, your, your game never looked good. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, why are you turning into graphic snobs now? Yeah, it's like weird. it's the craziest thing to me. It's it's so bizarre. So Bo, as someone who's, I mean, usually if you have a complaint about graphics, it's just that it's stuck in the past. But this is a fairly modern take on on a graphical treatment for a two D point and click game. Do you do you look at it and go, ooh, gross? Or how do you how do you uh, see well, it? I don't. I didn't play the original, so I don't have the same marriage to it. Mm. I can best liken it to, you know, I like the G1 Transformers aesthetic, and then I always get, you know, for later iterations, it never, nothing ever looks like G1. Mm. You know, and they make the new Transformers, and I guess I'm supposed to be happy about it, but I'm not. I like that aesthetic, but sure. um, I'm also not uh, 
It's not important. <laughs> you know why it's not like, important? Like, I, you know, like we all get up in arms about stuff. I mean, probably the most was just I hate what happened to Luke in The Last Jedi. But like that aside, you know, yeah. I try to be a reasonable human being and realize <laughs> if I don't like it, I can just move on with my life. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, people just not digging it. I mean, that's we're not talking about a big commercial studio that you can pressure into doing things at less Sonic the Hedgehog. Like yeah. keep in mind, like you, see, you teach people how to treat you ever. Like I've seen a lot of comments about different things, even the Sonic frontiers where it's like, if we complain enough, they'll, they'll, someone might actually do the right thing and fix it. So I can see people being like, Hey man, we fixed Sonic. Now let's fix monkey Island. Cause it doesn't look like the way we expect it to look lame. And, um, I mean, I think it's lame too. But we're also not talking about. Are we talking about a big commercial product? No, and we're not. Well, I mean, it's matters? it's I mean, bigger I, than it's bigger than. I just couldn't and, imagine wasting my life giving feedback. Like I would look at it and be like, <laughs> I don't like the new art style, and then move oh, on. Well, I'm not. Gonna, maybe I'll check it out, and maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. Just like Transformers that, stuff. I didn't love the animation of the new Transformers trilogy on Netflix. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like uh, Siege, War for Cybertron. Like, pretty looking. It was an all right story. Mm-hmm. The animation I didn't love, but mm-hmm. overall I enjoyed watching it, you know? And um, yeah, I think this is, you got to look at this. Like like the, John said, we're getting Monkey Island. Yeah, the way I see it is this. It's just the simple. If people don't, I don't have a problem with people not liking an art style. That's totally fine. But they're sending him dick pics. And not in a like, hey, Ron Gilbert, look at my wiener. They're, no, no, they're no. doing it to just be a-holes. And they're like making threats veiled or otherwise like that's just say you don't like it and move on go get a sandwich you I little mean, puss boy you know, the worst of us always ruin everything it just seems like this caught the attention of the worst of us and when you're in a police state social points for using internet then don't don't get mad look at your own actions because you're the ones that caused this like yeah. <laughs> you know just another example of like just because you can doesn't mean you need to. If, that's, if it's that bad, that's bordered into yeah. just abuse. And like keep your little just, micro penis to yourself. Don't send pictures to Ron Gilbert is what I'm saying. You know. Well, also, if uh, Nintendo still put out Wind Waker, then <laughs> you know, I don't think you're going to get this one to change. No. That one was on a much bigger scale. Like, my goodness, I've never seen people. That was I such worked a freak at, I worked at GameStop when that first got announced and my goodness the amount of people just coming into the store just shouting at retail clerks because link looked weird yeah (laughs) it's like well what do you want me to do about it people just get really weird about that shit and i don't understand them because i'm sorry but there's something missing in your life there's something wrong with you yeah i agree like you know the same people who got mad about metallica doing a grunge album you know, that wasn't like their old hardcore thing. And you Metallica, like, we're artists. We just want to do new shit. Like, I like that album. People are like, there, there are people who are like, oh, I like this band when they did this. Or before, I liked Offspring before they sold out. Or, you know, like, um, all that kind of stuff. Like, that's, people grow to like something. And then when you change it, they, you know, some people don't understand that life does life is evolving and impermanence. Toxic fan. Our own lives and 
Yeah. Some people just don't accept that. They're just like, this is supposed to be X and it's not X. And so yeah. my expectations are disappointed and I want someone to hear about it. And then they're just going to be abusive. And now they can do it. Imagine if they, we'd have had the social internet in 2002, John, when everybody was bugging in your store. I mean, maybe they wouldn't have come into GameStop. It would have probably made my personal life better, but yeah. it would have been way, way worse. I mean, but People pissed about Star Trek and Star Wars would take out whole page ads that's right times and stuff. <laughs> like this is not new this is i think that we have this problem where yes internet is changing the way we do things but people being shitty is i mean oh it's as old as time like it's as old as time like yeah. people were shitty during the world wars yeah. like you know there were you know people are shitty now they're still shitty and that's it's got nothing to do with the internet. We just, it's just delivered to your door faster and in greater quantity. Yeah. It's just, everyone's got a platform Basically. now. So I watch old, uh, I make a point of this. I follow a couple of TikTok channels that do nothing but like old VCR stuff or, or local closed cable or what were they called? Uh, you'd have a cable station, but it wasn't available to everybody. It was like a, Oh yeah. Uh, what is it? Local Ca- access. Local access. Uh, uh, cable yeah, access. Yeah. Whatever it is. No, it's something else. But I think it is access. Yeah, access cable. Something like that. But anyway, it was like public you know, access. Public access. It. There you go. So it's, it was the idea that what Wayne's World, the fictitious yeah. show of Wayne's yeah. World, is being broadcast on the public access public access station. thing. Yeah. So anyway, um, what was my point? My point is, oh, those people existed then. Like I look at stuff from the seventies and eighties wackadoos just angry pissy shitheads with a video camera and maybe a friend who passed it around but that was the extent of it now they've got 50 twitter accounts they're all over facebook they've got youtube channels where they can rant and some of them are very popular like that's just the difference well they've also got ways to feel like they're a community like it was different when the person that was like we'll just keep using this as the example like if if I got fired up and I was like, oh, Ron Gilbert ruined my life when he made the Monkey Island art not look like the cartoon from no. the third game when no. it looked awesome. And I got so fired up about it. And I came to you guys like if, if the Internet didn't exist, you guys were just my the people I knew. And I came to you guys I'd be like, shut up, go, go, go away, like get, get a life, get over yourself. <laughs> And uh, I think now the difference is, is you go on the internet and you can find, you know, more people that agree with you and you go, well, look it, I'm not the only one. And so now you're getting rewarded for that behavior as opposed to before where we did kind of a decent job of shouting down people that were like, you know, you just say, hey, keep it in perspective, man, chill out. Yeah, even the people, even the people who don't disagree with you, actually, that's a reward for people because they are now, well, if they're fighting me, I must have, I must be saying something big. It's just never, never never wrestle with a pig. You both get dirty and the pig likes it. That's right. That's, that's really, I like that. I've heard that quote in a civilization game, actually. (laughs) Was it? Which one? I I was trying to remember that. It might have been. Before I'm about to, to nosedive into a pile of mud with someone, whether it's online or it's just an interpersonal thing or work, I just think like, you know what? This person is really going to jack off later to our argument. I better not give it to him. <laughs> I hate that idea. But yes, there are people like that. 
There are definitely like people only like if that. it's really important. Otherwise, you're just you're just getting muddy and upset. And the other person that's they debate lords. They live for it. They do love it. Uh, look for Ron Gilbert's uh, Monkey Island coming soon to the Switch first, and then everything else will get it after that. So get excited. Okay. I was sad about that for a second. And then I remembered I had a switch, which really says something about how yeah. often I use it. I was yeah. like, oh man, I got to wait longer. And then I was like, wait a minute, I have a switch. I can play it right away. It may not be the place you I'll want to, say, to play it. Yeah. But, but yeah. I'll have to say, just to put a final thing on it though. Like, yeah, like let's, let's, let's see the game first. Let's not, this is, this, there's no merit to this monkey Island hate. Yeah. You're all poops. All. Don't be poops. Yeah. Uh, now this music will help us do this next thing. Remember that? Oh yeah. boy! And there's a little tinkle at the end. Listen. Oh, oh, it's like a little like Bo with his toilet problem. A little tinkle at the end. I associate that sound 100 percent with Resident Evil 2. I do as well. Resident, and then you hit the thing and go Resident Evil. This is the first PlayStation game I played, and I did. It was from a borrowed PlayStation, so I didn't know this was a thing in front of every like video game that you put in the thing mm-hmm. because up to that point like the idea of a load screen for consoles was insane to me mm-hmm. and so i is just the sound that played before resident evil and then i put in a different game when i eventually got a playstation i was like it does this every time <laughs> like it really it really uh, confused me i thought it was just part of the credits i love that people get really attached to these sounds like when uh, for there were a few years there where the macintosh stopped having their normal startup sound or the one that everybody was used to you want to talk about a weird up outcry. People lost their freaking minds over that and they brought it back as a result. So now it's there again. But for a while, the there, one, uh, oh, sorry. No, go the ahead. One for PlayStation 3 is always just immediately makes me think of South Park where everybody's smelling their own farts and liking it. <laughs> because the PlayStation 3 one is the most up its own ass with like weird, sophisticated console sound I've ever heard in my life. Well, now I have to play it. So let's hear it. Uh, this is PlayStation 3 startup. Here you go. Wait. Okay, here we go. I don't know if it's going to be very loud. Here we go. Yeah, because basically what they're cool. emulating there, they're like, hey, what if it sounded like an entire orchestra pit warming up for the big presentation? <laughs> yeah, it yeah. did. Yeah. That's exactly what they thought. That's they thought, exactly they thought, what they, they thought they, it would their be. I their it. console sales demo was art history teachers and wine connoisseurs. Yeah. <laughs> Check out my PlayStation, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, the PlayStation 4 one, well, here, I'll play it. Let's see here. It's playing. Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. There it is. Oh, yeah, because it, it kind of just started, right? Yeah, and it just sort of leans into this like weird indie tune kind of thing. I kind of liked it, though. It was all right. Yeah, I mean, it's better than like, you know, some of the things they could have done where like, boom, boom, cheers, PlayStation, yo. <laughs> Get it started. <laughs> you know, like they could have gone that direction. And I'd rather the orchestra and pretension than... Yeah, you know. trying to be cool. Then hello, my fellow yeah. teens. I do. I do like it that Sony. <laughs> Sony continually has cool music during the dashboard and store experience. Nintendo has used to, and it was amazing, and then they stopped. Bastards. Yeah. This, there's no music during the Switch store or any of that. And then Microsoft also just using blips and bleeps, no actual music. So I will give it to Sony for at least trying to entertain me the whole time I'm in the dash dashboard. 
Uh, I like uh, the GameCube if you held the Z button while it booted. Oh, yeah. Dunk. Yeah, but you had to hold Z because then it did the. Oh, I don't remember that. Try it. Do a search for, uh, I don't know, GameCube boot. All right. Let me Z, see here. Something like that. It's it's weird. Is this it here? Hold on. What's this? Oh, no, that's PS5. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a little different. My goodness. Wow. Cube startup sound hold Z. Here you go. You ready? I yep. do not remember this. Here we go. All right. That's the default. Okay. Is he gonna play? Is he gonna play a second? Uh, it says hold Z. Oh, here it is. <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> there's a lot, of, there's a lot going on. Uh, let's unpack that. I had that for a long time at the GameCube, and I loved that console. Did you never press the Z button? When no, you I didn't know that. Yeah, I feel like an well, idiot. I feel like you kind of lucked out listening to what I just listened to. <laughs> I didn't own a GameCube, but that sounded obnoxious as shit. Yeah, that's kind of obnoxious. <laughs> like, yeah, but you, a had baby to, you had to work smile. to get the obnoxiousness, which made it more fun because you'd just do it to mess with your friends. You'd boot up the uh, console and hold yeah. it, and your friends would go, What the hell was that? So was that supposed to be that, like that is cool. Diddy like Kong that. having yeah. an orgasm, or what was that? Well, I don't know what that even that is. It might have been. I don't know. Ask right. Diddy. All right. <laughs> Ask Diddy. He's not doing anything. <laughs> Um, anyway, the reason I brought that up is because the PlayStation Plus uh, free games for July, I think, are pretty good. And I wanted to also comment. This would be a good place for me to comment on my experience so far with PlayStation Plus middle tier, whose name I don't remember. Middle tier. It's extra. It sounds like a streaming service. Extra I think PlayStation. Extra. I think it is extra, right? I hate that name. Is it? Because that's what I would call certain PlayStation. Scott, fans. your Xbox bias is showing. Uh, <laughs> I hate the names. I think Game Pass is a cool name. I think PlayStation Plus is a cool name. I think PlayStation Plus Extra sucks. I think that sounds stupid. Uh, Hold on. Is it really extra? Hold on. Oh my gosh. Plus Extra. PlayStation Plus Extra. PlayStation Plus Premium. I mean, adult diapers have better naming (laughs) nomenclature than PlayStation Plus. And Bo knows he pissed his pants today. For a company, well, I, I, gotta, I think I might have to start learning about that. It's stuff like too. Sony. Sony is great at naming their console. I think numbering it and PS two, three, five, four, five is great. That's they did the smart thing. Uh, but their services are, have terrible names. Microsoft, on the other hand, cannot get their shit together on naming their hardware, and they screw that up left and right. But they have pretty good names for their services. I don't understand where the disconnect is with these companies. It's weird to me. I just assume they're scrambling because they're so owned by Xbox that they're all in a boardroom going like, what do we do? Ah, they're like stun locked in the board. They're just like, just ship it. We got to get it out tomorrow. Oh, I love you know, that These term. things take time to hit the production chain, right? It's not like they can snap their fingers overnight. So this week we got to figure out the name because next week we got to call China and figure out this thing. I got to call Japan and figure that thing. You know, all the stuff they got to figure out to launch globally. I'm sure like they can't just snap their fingers. So I'm guessing this was a quick... This was a quick, like, uh, Xbox is eating our lunch. We need to Probably, because Extra is a dumb name. It's just I dumb. mean, honestly, Chats, I think saying it as a joke, but PlayStation Double Plus and PlayStation Triple Plus is a better name. I agree. And sharp. No, do it like programming language. C, C++, C Sharp. <laughs> this, goes, this is right up Bo's current alleyway. Yeah. So we, we got, we got yeah. uh, PlayStation Pass, PlayStation Pass Plus Plus, PlayStation Plus. Sharp. Pass sharp. Sharp. Pass yeah. sharp. Pass sharp. Pass sharp. Yeah, nailed it. 
Uh, so I here's the deal. Food uh, last night. And I, I had sharp <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we know how that turned out of the office. So uh, I was just going to say, uh, I like it so far. This is how I got to play Returnal, and that game is pretty rad. People have been telling me for a long time to play it, and I, I like it a lot. Um, and I wouldn't, I wasn't going to spend seventy bucks on it, so it was nice to have it in here. Um, and it's a pretty decent selection thus far. I, I will admit I haven't played as much there as I have on Game Pass recently because Game Pass has put some recently interesting games out that I just sucked my attention away. But at least of the you know first few weeks that I've been using it, I think it's fine. Um, I actually was happy to hear though that Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, is coming out in July. As of the 5th, that'll be the free game. Nice. Uh, also, the Dark Pictures Man of Medan, which I, I think is the first one of the Dark Pictures trilogy, I think. Yeah. So yeah that hooks you in, right. so they probably want you to buy the other two. And then Arcadegeddon, I don't know what that is. Um, but I wanted to just put a word in for Crash Bandicoot 4. It's really good and recent. Like, the thing came out, what, a year ago? It's not even that old. Is it about um, time? It's about time, yeah. Is it the most recent one? Is it four or five? Is it is the most recent, yeah. And it was made, you know, as a modern game for modern PCs and consoles. And it's been, in fact, it's on the, it's weirdly on the Blizzard launcher. That always looked kind of strange on there. Um, on the PC side, That's that was the yeah, only place you could play it. I don't know if that'll change. Probably will change. But anyway, uh, hey, PlayStation players. I, I don't know about them. One of the games I played this week, will be indicative of this, but I've been in the mood for just some good old fashioned freaking platforming. I don't know why. Just give me some gems to catch and shit to jump over and guys to land on. Psh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded wrong. Sorry. You ever play that. any of the Shantae games? Uh, <laughs> no, but I always heard those were cool. That's what I've heard too. I've never played one, but it feels like there's a hundred of them. And every now and then I see, you know, it pops up on the Steam sale, and I'm like, "Well, they made a hundred of these. Like, surely there has to be something here." Some of them, yeah, like must I be. Should try one. I feel I just like don't know too. what one I should try. Aren't they? Aren't the kind of Metroidvania, sort of stuff in it too? Yeah, so, I think uh, so. Yeah, kind of. Wanna... I like the art style. I like how it looks. Like it. But why don't you try Crash Bandicoot? <laughs> I don't like Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> you might like this one. It's a proper platformer. Maybe you, if you, tonally you don't like him and his spin and his dopiness. <laughs> yeah, John really doesn't like him. He's like, well, have you ever seen this other game on the store? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, right. I, I understand you like Bandicoots and pants and stuff, but uh, what, what about a genie? So what is it you I know don't what you like? mean, John, because I see that game all the time, too, and I'm like, no, nah, I can't do it. So what is it about it? Why? What pushes you away from Bandicoot? Well, I honestly, if it's a actual platformer, like that does help because I, I just don't like the run towards the screen. I think like, yeah, those sat down and was like, hey, guys, run towards the screen. You're yeah. like, OK, I can think of 100 problems with that as yeah. a design element. And guess what? It's a problem across yeah. the board. I agree. Uh, I don't. So I, I just never got into Crash because I didn't think those games were very good and I tend to be like I know the lore of Crash Bandicoot's probably not a real good novel, but I do oh, tend shit. to be the Lord kind slam. of person <laughs> I do tend to be the kind of person that's like, well, shouldn't I start at the beginning? How am I going to know who this character is? Like somebody's going to show up and be like, ah, Crash, I'm going to get you, and I'm supposed to know who yeah. that is. How are you supposed to play any Mario Brothers games when you haven't played the first one? Like there's so much canon. Yeah. I know. Well, I have. Mario Thankfully, Brothers like Doctor Who, one. I've been with that for a while, and I know who Bowser is. That's true. Of course, Bowser so wasn't even there. Imagine if you were a young person, could you play Mario with all the Mario that exists previously? Uh, pff, 
probably because they kind of tell the same story every time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. of the so offshoot. Yeah, I, think, like, I think Crash falls into this category. You play Paper Mario or one of those, maybe you'd be a little lost because they do get a little deeper in that stuff. But but for the most part, it's like here's King Koopa or later Bowser or for a while Birdo or whatever. But they're all here to get the princess, whichever princess it is this time. What do you got to do, Mario? I guess I got to jump and land on shit and get to the end with the flag. Okay, you, you're in. Yep. You're in. But Didn't, Crash Bandicoot uh, 4 is a proper game. say at one point they were all just actors putting on plays every game? <laughs> no. I mean, I don't, yeah, I've never I'm heard telling it. You, really? I think he did say that. I think that's say? something he that. said. That all the Mario characters are, like, they're not... I don't want to say they're not real because that, but like that they, the idea is that they are all actors putting on a play. Like these are their performances. Yeah. Oh, Whether make it's sure Chris Pratt knows about that. Yeah. yeah. No, he needs to make sure he brings that to his Mario. Mm-hmm. By so the way, like when, oh, so it's yeah. like Mario and Luigi are people, but then it's like Anthony Starr isn't Homelander, but then he becomes Homelander when it's boys time. So yeah, yeah. There you Mario go. and Luigi are just like dudes showing up for their gaming gig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the, when the game, okay, yeah, like uh, that's real. That Miyamoto, Miyamoto like, like what's his I name? I think he said uh, that. And three, it, they actually show it because there's literally a curtain that like drops and opens to start the story. But I'm pretty like, sure it's like it was Joaquin Phoenix. Talk. Every role Joaquin Phoenix does, he apparently is a he's weird with it. Or Jim Carrey when he played um, what's his name in that Man in the Moon movie. Can't think of his oh name. yeah, where he said he was channeling his ghost. Yeah, that if you haven't seen that documentary, recommendation for everybody listening: watch the Jim Carrey. Andy it, Kaufman is Andy Kaufman. Well, I watched, I've seen that. Yeah, doc. I watched that documentary. That was that, nuts. Yeah. That's kind of wild. Yeah, absolutely wild. I really enjoyed it, but it was something uh, else, man. Anyway, those games are coming. Crash Bandicoot Four. I don't think people should sleep on it. Also, Crash Racing, Team Racing, the remake version of it is fantastic. It's as good as Mario Kart. Send your ads to me and yell at me as why to why <laughs> you like Crash why. too much. Ah. I, I kind of like Crash. I I don't know. I have a soft spot for him. I don't know what it is. And I'm right. And you, and I agree with you about those first three games. I don't want to run toward the screen. It's lame. But that racing game's really good. And four is like a departure. So worth looking at. It's also about time. It I is hear. about time. Yep. It's about time that we talk about time. All right. How about Nintendo Mini Direct? There's a couple things worth mentioning here. Near Automata coming to the Switch. I think that's a great place for that game. Because I'll be honest, when I was playing that game on PC or wherever I had it, it felt like I was playing a Zelda game, weirdly. Uh, mm. There's a lot of Zelda-like moments for me in Nier, other than big invisible walls that I can't get past, which I freaking hate in video games. But but I really liked Nier. Uh, so, yeah, hey. This is a good example of a Japanese game with a story you're, you know, that you yeah, like. I got into it. Well, partly because yeah. it's apocalyptic as hell, and I'm into that just... Yeah, but it's not a relationship simulator. Right? No. Well, no. There's probably a little bit of that in there. If you guys want to see something really weird, I just watched Mad God on uh, Shudder, which is... Oh, oh yeah. yeah, exciting. Good Lord. If you want to see... I mean, it's an art piece, really. That's what it is. If you are grossed out by stuff and or just think weird for weird sake is not your thing, maybe avoid it. But if you're like me and just love to see just stuff you've never seen before the stop motion freaking masterpiece of a piece of weirdness. It's so weird. I got to find out where that's streaming from. I guess shutters on prime. So I probably, yeah, I think it. you can get it over that. Pretty sure. Um, I got well, shutter I just for this reason. That. It looks great. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's, 
just as somebody who you know admires the the craft it's really hard to look away from um and phil tippett the guy who made it is known has been known since star wars that guy is like you know one of the most famous effects slash uh motion or uh, stop motion uh animators in the history of the planet and this is like his big opus it took him like 10 years or something to do this thing so anyway yeah, not exactly a fast production uh, no. pipeline for stop motion. So no, no. But if you like body horror, this thing's got you covered. I can tell you what. Anyway, uh, on to whatever was next. Oh, this this story. This is pretty down our right up our hole. Okay, Blizzard uh, Entertainment over there, uh, part of Activision Blizzard, bought the Spellbreak developers. And is shutting yeah, that game down. So they're buying that game, or sorry, they're buying the devs, and then they're shutting the game down. So that game will end next year. And uh, it's a battle royale game set in a fantasy universe, which I actually was one of the BRs that I thought was at least doing something different and cool. But that that's so that's such a competitive nightmare trying to make a battle royale and compete in the in that space. I don't know why anyone would even try it, but they did. Didn't work out great. The numbers aren't there. But they have the chops, and the game's really cool, so they're bringing them on board to work on World of Warcraft, whatever that means. I don't know if this is purely a PvP move that's about 100 staffers, 100 uh, uh, folks that are coming over, and it is directly to the WoW team. So I don't know what this means, um, other than I played some some of that game, uh, Spellbreak, and it's cool. Yeah, but, it seemed like a really cool idea, but uh, I, actually, it's quite kind of funny because I, I was looking for games to play, and I checked it out on Steam, and I was reading the reviews, and it's generally very favorable, but nobody's playing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I had heard, too. Hot. Like, the only things I'd heard about it were people going, yeah, this game's actually got something, mm-hmm. um, but then nobody actually playing it. And that's what I mean. It's just so competitive, that space. I don't know how, you know, with, with Fortnite and Apex and freaking Warzone and these big giant players that exist as kind of the battle royale place to play. I don't know how anyone else even wants to get into this unless you're doing something weird like Fall Guys is doing really well. Well, it's because you're a bunch of dopey looking little pill people racing to the end of a thing and it's not it's not just shooting each other like the rest of these games are. And at the end of the day, Spellbreak for all its cool features, it really was just wizards and instead of guns, you had a cool ice you know, blast. And instead of, you know, a, a car or whatever, you could fly short distances and then augment that flight. And they were kind but of it playing was, uh, that game. The presentation style was really nice. It had like nice art and nice, um, like overall aesthetic. I agree. It. Yeah. Like it yeah, wasn't, think- yeah, it's, I feel like it's too bad because I really liked the idea, but like, I also didn't play it, but there was, you know, I, I definitely dug what they were doing with it. Like a wizard battler. Mm-hmm. And I'm sort of sad. I, I'm understanding why it has to be that way, but I'm sort of sad the headline isn't uh, Blizzard acquires studio in order to make Spellbreak awesome or something like that. That like, would be you know, cool. They're, yeah, they're, it's like I don't know because they yeah, did this. With there's the- just a, there's just a point where the market reaches saturation to a degree where even being different isn't enough to get you noticed, which is a shame. Like I feel like that's always the wave, right? Like you got a couple people that like kind of make the wave mm-hmm. and then you got a couple people that carve out their own little niche within it because they're doing something different. And then it just sometimes it even just feels like bad luck. So many at the same time gets lost in the chaos and it kind of doesn't matter how different or unique you're being. Mm-hmm. Like it just gets overlooked in the in the noise. Yeah. 
Yeah, the other thing to consider here is um, this isn't that different than when they bought or, or absorbed. Oh, what's the name of the company? Crap. Uh, the Tony Hawk guys? Yeah, the Tony Hawk Vicarious guys. Vicarious Visions. Vicarious Visions, which is hilarious because I played some GBA games this week for, for Play Retro. And mm-hmm. I've I was shocked how many Vicarious Visions ports there were. Because those guys have been doing this forever where they take some other property and then make a cool mobile port out of it. Um, anyway, there's just something that struck yeah, me a bit. They're, we're working on... So they're Diablo they 2 now. Or were they working D2R? I guess well, they were working... They, they had three... D2, right? They were doing a 3 plus 4 uh, of Tony Hawk. That was, in, that was yep. on the thing, ready to go when this buyout happened. Then they got thrown on Diablo 2 Resurrected. And those things got scrapped, so that is not happening anymore. Even though they could, because it's part of Activision, but they're the, the, that got scratched, which is a real bummer because I think that would have been cool to keep going. Yeah, I love um, Tony Hawk Three. So three's great. That was sad. Yeah, that three was sad. Was, bit of news to hear. I think three was maybe my favorite. I guess I think it's kind of wild that they're bringing them on to work on World of Warcraft. I, just I do like too. That, I don't know what it means. You would though. think they'd have enough people to be working on that, and they don't. That sort of because. You wonder, in light of all of this, how much shedding of talent was really going on there. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's a big company. Lots of people are staying on, but... Yeah. You know, there's uh, over the years, we've seen lots of people go, and uh, I don't know. Just, new, guard, new Guard, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's what this builds. Um, or maybe WoW's just in desperate need for such a shake-up stylistically or play, play, gameplay-wise, systems-wise, or something that this is a... Maybe this is a good sign about that, you know? Like maybe these guys will be like, yeah, you want to now now see how it feels to, you know, fight in Azeroth. Maybe it'll be different. I don't know. I don't freaking know. But they're bringing them all over. Established property. So I think it's just so that those people, I think if they weren't bought out, then those people just don't have jobs. And that's kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. they sell to someone who'll take them on. The company stays afloat and those people continue working. Yeah. I believe you are correct. Yeah. Well, there's that. All right, the Nintendo for them. Yeah, exactly. The Nintendo Mini Direct thing happened. Also, here's some stuff to mention. Oh, I already did. I talked about some of this already. <laughs> uh, all the personas are coming on there, so that's the thing. Uh, the Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope gets a release date coming in October. Um, the word on the street is that that game plays really well and is in between the turn-based battles, which it was famous for the first one are more Mario-like, which was the complaint about the first one. The complaint about the first one was it, it didn't really feel like a Mario game in between the sequences where you fought. And this supposedly brings a lot of that back. So your actual traversal to new areas or some puzzles to get through stuff to to get to the next fight or whatever will be more Mario traditionally. And the, the actual battle system will still be a good turn-based XCOM kind of style thing. I'm a big fan of that first game. Um, it's very, very good. These are the kind of games I wish they would put on PC since Ubisoft has a hand in this. I don't see why they couldn't do that, but they don't, but that's coming in October. I'll probably get it. Bomberman two R two got announced. I say that because I like R one. I know it's controversial title, but I love Bomberman. And whenever there's more Bomberman, I don't complain. Okay. That's just the rule with me, even especially now with Konami owning them and they're just kind of butts about it. Anytime there's new Bomberman, sign me up. And Pac-Man World Remake coming to the Switch and everything else. Uh, Switch mentioned it, but it's coming to Xbox, PlayStation, PC. If you guys didn't play Pac-Man World on the PlayStation 1 back in the day, you missed out. That was a rad platformer. 
And uh, I wish they would have built on it and made sequels. So next time you fire this up, there'll be a Pac-Man on the other end. I don't know why I said that. All right, let's move on. It's now time for Bo's Canadian Corner. Hold on. I was going to do a little theme for this. Do 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 have the Don Cherry Hockey Night in Canada theme? I don't think I have that. I do have this, though. Will this work? I got to do this. Hang on. No, no, we need the Don. We need the hockey night in Canada. It's decided. I'll, I'll try and find it for you. Okay. Everyone, everyone in Canada who's listening is going like, I know that song. Oh my god, and they probably hate it because Don Cherry and Ron McLean have really uh, petered out their legends over the past years. Uh, oh, here it is. Okay. <laughs> I think I found it. Is this it? Here. Uh. Oh wait. This isn't it. Is it? It's not it. Okay. It's Coach's Corner. It's got laser sounds in the background. That's fun. It did have laser sounds. Hang on. I think I got it. Here you go. And this Don Cherry fella, he's what, like yeah. a million years here, old now? Here you go. I, I got it for you. I'm going to put it in Discord. Okay. We built it up this much. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. I'm playing it. There's so much recognition happening now. So that's like hockey night was this like a regular this it's is like, hockey night in canada yeah it's like a it was been an institution in the age of tv like i said don cherry and ron mcclain have really tarnished their reputations being crazy libertarian conservative weirdos etc but it's the music we all recognize up here in canada is meeting <laughs> hockey on television is that him yeah. with spuds mckenzie is that what i saw like, <laughs> uh, i think that's his dog but i can't remember what he's called Oh, he's 100% Canadian, it says here. Don Cherry's Rock'em Sock'em Hockey. Don's best yeah, hits. By the way, if, you, if you're looking goose. for a good compilation hole to get into on YouTube, uh, hockey fights still rule the day. <laughs> Even I look them up sometimes. They're pretty awesome. Oh, they're amazing. I don't like the ones where someone gets sliced in the face with a skate, though. Those, that's yeah, not good. Yeah, those are kind of rough. But well, anyway. Hey, it's a real man's sport. Well, actually dangerous. Baseball and hockey. Bo's, Bo's going to spend a moment in the Canadian corner and tell us all about some controversial. Yeah, so video there's game some thing. gaming news. All right, yeah, enough beating around the uh, hockey net. Uh, there's some. <laughs> I like that you've turned this segment into a stereotype. Yeah, you yeah. did it. You've you've brought Fox it right to it. Around the hockey net. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this. I hate myself. Um, no, no, but there's actually some headlines gaming related, and I thought. It probably wouldn't hit your radar, but it is sort of news. And one of the big ones right now, there's there's a bill in Quebec, I think Bill 96. Now, Quebec's always been kind of rough because of the language laws there. And what they're proposing is that uh, your access to public services and business would be only in French. Oh. Um, Quebec has a $2 billion a year gaming economy, essentially. Ubisoft, Eidos... A lot of the games you love, I mean, Eidos was a Game Awards winner this past year, and Ubisoft's well-known throughout the world. Just to name a few, there are tons of developers up there. Not all that talent is from Quebec. Um, A lot of that talent comes from outside of Quebec and are English-speaking, and it's actually causing a huge issue for developers that are headquartered there because they can't attract talent if the people who come here need to speak French in order to be able to gain access to services and live. So it's still, I think, being proposed and hasn't been enacted into law. But um, 
I don't know. It's a uh, gaming news. That's <laughs> it's wild. A thing though. happening in Quebec. So so okay, but the end result of this would end up being what they would people would either have to learn French uh, to be there, or they would have to not hire. Yeah. So the okay, the, Canada was formed on a compromise between the English and the French, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of debate over the history, you know, of it. French is a national language, but it's mo- mainly only spoken in Quebec and they do a lot. We're going to get into this in the other article, but there's a lot of factions that want to preserve culture. Too many French Francophone people in Quebec speaking English. Oh no, that's a threat to French culture. We're going to mandate you speak French. And so there's always this French contingent politically pushing for French language laws in Quebec. French part of every sign has to be bilingual and the French one has to be like four times the size of the English text. That's just like, imagine if one of New Mexico was like that, where it's like, you have to speak Spanish in New Mexico. It's the law. But doesn't everybody in Quebec know English too? They all know it. Yeah, yeah. But the people there, the Francophones find that an invasion of culture. They're like, we're French. Our language is French. So don't speak English. Speak the the language of your, you know, it's one of those culture things, right? Mm. Where it's like, and, and we're going to get into this oh, yeah. in another forced, article because forced this, culture Canada always that works. That kind of shit is like hand and glove. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this idea but of forcing your culture on other people has always been a, it's always had a happy ending in, in uh, human history. It's but always They say out. it's your own culture, so you're hating yourself. And mm. like, I mean, this is, I grew up in Quebec. I was actually, uh, I went to French immersion school and I've, I've lived in Quebec a long time. This is, this is a way of life for us. So, but it just a f- touches gaming tangentially in the sense that maybe Ubisoft might no longer be a you know if they can't operate and get the talent there. If this goes into law, there may be a lot of there may be an exodus. Maybe I don't oh, know. Oh, wow, people, we're all thinking of coming up there. You're thinking about going. Next yeah, you know, up here's great and all, but one of the things they're going to have to get used to is especially the next one. It actually affects our show. Yeah, potentially. So, yeah. Um, is in Quebec. Better learn to speak French. They're, you don't have to right now, but they're pushing laws in that direction. Weird. Um, All right. Here's another news article. This tangentially relates to gaming. It more relates to our show. But there is a Canadian bill that the CRT is putting forward, Bill something or other, C11, I think. Um, it's kind of cagey on how it dictates terms on this aspect of Canadian culture called CanCon, which is Canadian content. So prior to the age of internet, <laughs> your TV stations had to have a certain percentage Canadian content. So for every episode of Cheers and Wings, you have to have an episode of Beachcombers, let's say. Um, <laughs> never heard of it. Nobody outside of Canada's heard of it. You have to have an episode of Canadian content on there. That includes productions in Canada have to be staffed by a certain percentage of Canadian people. Uh, in some instances as well, there are rules about that. If the productions to occur productions, I think if productions are done inside the country, then you're lighting people. You can't just bring a bunch of Americans over. There's some percentage of actors and staff that have to be, um, Canadian and they have to have a certain percentage. I think even of representation from the unions here. Like in terms of extra actors, is Quebec there, basically Quebec's basically your like Texas, right? You guys have a Texas. It's just called Quebec, and they want to secede and have their own country. Is that the deal? We have a couple like Texases. You got Quebec, and then you got Alberta. Mm. Um, <clears throat> we got two of them, kind of sweet. But um, these are like you know old feuds and problems. And hey, democracy is great. We have debate, so right. have your perspectives. But the way this affects it right now is can't this bill would affect YouTube, Spotify, all kinds of content distribution to mandate to show 
like TikTok content, for example, with Canadian content percentage and there being rules about it. And, um, I'm dragging you into this because one third of the show is Canadian content. That's <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. And so the rules say they won't tell them how to do their algorithm, but they will tell them what the requirements are for the algorithm. And of course, Google, et cetera, is pushing back being like, listen, the best stuff rises to the top. That's how we do this. We can't be pushing Canadian content and like growing up here, like most of our content sucks. Like for every <laughs> Shorzy that you like, yeah, love there Shorzy. are 500 things that blow chunks. Mm. And it's because we can't compete in the marketplace of awesome. We'll never have as much money as the Disney's and Warner Brothers and the NBC's and shit like that. Every now – and we have good stuff like people like Corner Gas and – uh, what's the other uh, Kim's Convenience? Like mm. stu- uh, sh- uh, the, Shit's the Creek Bridge over the River Schmidt or whatever that show's called. Shit's Creek, <laughs> but close. Yeah, Shit's Schmidt, Creek. Schmidt, Shit's Creek or whatever. The bridge um, over the co- oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I have to tell that to my wife. The bridge over the River Schmidt. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna remember that. The br- go ahead, uh, continue. Uh, Schmidt's Creek or whatever, but like um, most of it's junk, and that's just and we all hate it, but. At the same time, we're all kind of like, I mean, yeah, it would, we like, you know, every time uh, they do a cheap pop in Brooklyn Nine-Nine about Ottawa, I'm like, yeah, it's Ottawa. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we do like seeing our own stuff there. Anyways, all that to say is maybe coming to the so- social media apps, including YouTube, including podcasts and the place you find it. And, like, if we don't maybe apply for license or something like that, it's possible the far fine Canadian listeners will no longer be able to easily access Core. Because it's considered American show, so we may need to Boo. look at that if it goes through. So that's new. That's just the news. That's what's happening. Can't we fake and, it? Uh, Can't we fake it to your government that they would be like, "Oh no, it's based here." Bo Bo runs well, a show. It's well, based no, we here. don't have to fake it. So let's not lie to government. That's not a good, <laughs> not a good direction for us, mm-hmm. uh, for anyone really. And mm-hmm. but um, we are CanCon, but we may have to like because you're publishing it from the states. Your YouTube account might be in the states, so we might have to say. Like, I imagine there's going to be bureaucracy associated with this in order to make sure we get on search algorithms in Canada. Not that I'm sure it's not where our bread is buttered in a big way. Anyways, I don't know what our metrics are, but I do know we have Canadian listeners. So I wouldn't want our discoverability to be ruined. But a lot of people are not fans of this because it, you know, people are just going to thumbs down and hate the things or ignore mm-hmm. the stuff they're forced to do. But that hasn't stopped Canada in a hundred. I hate to break it to the world. Like Canada, they don't give a shit. <laughs> they, they know they're right. They're going to push it through. Um, so yeah. probably that's coming. It's yeah. like the um, idea of somebody putting together a Spotify playlist. And every time they add like three songs, a Celine Dion pops in there. And they're like, <laughs> no matter what from? it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like whatever yeah. you do doesn't matter. You're like, I want to <laughs> add all the world of Warcraft soundtracks. And then yeah. all of a sudden you got the theme from Titanic. Pops like you got to, you got to make sure, uh, I don't know, Paul Schaefer's in like a third <laughs> of all your content or whatever. I mean, I know as Americans, I think you said this, that probably sounds like insane to you that the government, can dictate content but oh not lately no but, yeah. no that seems yeah. like the thing a government would feels, feels do, like but. maybe sometimes <laughs> yeah we have a long history of CanCon, and like i would say you know grow, and it, like it makes sense growing up i'd be like canadian content turn it off sweet it's time for cheers or it's time for inspector gadget or something like you know like <laughs> I, 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 like anything but canadian content 
um, please, you know. Part of the must-see like, Thursday lineup. It's like, this is the Quebec thing. Quebec's like, but yeah. what about our culture? Preserve it. And then Canadian's like, what about our culture? We'd lose our Canadian identity. Mm. And everyone's like, just make good shit. We don't got people that make good shit? Then shut up and let us watch. Let me watch uh, uh, Star Trek, okay? Yeah. You know, so, but... Um, do you guys that's, have any good sci-fi up there? Like, could you point to anything and go, oh, I yeah. think Orphan Black is a Canadian production, but okay. I couldn't make it that's past a good the first show. episode. It's all right. I couldn't make it. Like, you should the just thing is, uh, lean into that Dolly technology, and anytime a flag of a different country origin is shown, you just replace it with the Canadian flag. Yeah, just swap it out. It, uh, and then just throw in a couple of A's over all the dialogue and pretend 100% of the content now, is from uh, Canada. One other thing to point out here, Han Sanitizer says, Battlestar Galactica was filmed in Canada. Like 80% of American oh, stuff. so much is filmed, is filmed up Canada. there. Yeah. But it's still, and they probably follow CanCon staffing rules when it comes to, you know, staffing their production units. Yeah. But it's still not that's Canadian. not a Canadian production. Like that's the vacuous weird thing about what's considered Canadian content. It's right. like, you know... There's a lot of stuff that's American made that is universe, especially sci-fi that is like, I mean, is it American? Like, what does that even mean? You know? It's, yeah. Yeah. We're so, we're so similar, but there's just a contingent of people that want to preserve Canadian culture, but they don't want to, I guess they don't want to get, like, it's the whole thing about government, government mandated stuff. It's more about bureaucracy than about finding what sells tickets. Yeah. And what is a good story. And you get, you get poo content because yeah. it's about ticking boxes, not about moving people. And that's always been the difficulty here in Canada is we don't have a lot of that. And most of our talent, you get, you got a Ryan Reynolds. You got him. Oh, yeah. We already Thank got you, him. America yeah, for stealing Ryan Reynolds. We got Mike America. Myers. We yeah. got, um, at the, you got, yes, you got Seth Myers. No, Seth, was it Seth Myers? Uh, it's, he might no, be. No, no, um, Mike Myers. Norm, Mike Norm McDonald. He, he's, you got Norm McDonald. Well, we had him, got, but yes. And you had Tom Cruise. You got Keanu Reeves. You got uh, Bieber. Uh, the, the Wasp. <laughs> Ant Lady. The Ant Lady, right? <laughs> uh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's another one. Yeah, yeah. We just take them all. We maybe send them back when they're done. But because those it. people are like, I can make a little bit of money, or I can make way more down here. You know, like, and there's even way more. I'm pretty sure 50 percent of, of uh, a lot of the Hollywood people are, are somehow Canada connected. There's oh a yeah, lot of that. I mean, Second City and everything that came out of that. The kids That's in the hall are all big again, and everyone loves them. They're Canadian. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah but there isn't there isn't much in in the way of. Uh, there isn't like a healthy booming source of money behind selling CanCon. So I will say this though: the the term CanCon sounds like a recycling convention, and I really like it. Yeah, I want to go there. Yeah, what are we doing? Is this is the aluminum content? Your average Coke can has gone down. What are we going to do? Well, I'll see you at CanCon. We'll have some ideas. Yeah, and Omega Nine X Six is best. After living here for a while, Canadian culture is basically screaming, "We are not America." I mean, it's pretty much right. Like. I there, mean, celebrate is, what you're good at like, and recognized there, for. There is good Canadian content. I mean, Cronenberg is a Canadian-ass Canadian director. Yeah. It shows in the style of the way he makes his films, too. Mm-hmm. And that's about as Canadian a filmmaker as you'll find. Um, Adam Egoyan is another one. There, like, there are some really good filmmakers and storytellers in TV, but not a lot and yeah. not a lot of money in it. And I don't know. It's just... 
everyone knows like you're not going to force something to be good or culturally relevant. Like things just are culturally relevant, right? So be proud of being the culture that Americans pretend to be when they go overseas. That's right. (laughs) Is it true Seth Rogen's a, I didn't know he's Canadian. Yeah, he's a Canadian. Okay. Well, he should go back up there because the weed is plentiful up there. Wouldn't complain. Yeah. Well, I think he hangs up all year, and when, just when he goes needs a paycheck, he comes down here and works on stuff. I That's mean, true. You know, the boys is he's part of the product. Like he's one of the producers on the boys. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, it's, an, it's perceived as an American ass thing, but like my boy Seth is partially behind it. That's his Canadian. That's anything else too, right? <laughs> yeah, glad he's not in it though. I don't ah, need Denny Villeneuve. There's a. <laughs> I hate his laugh. It makes me want to die. <laughs> um, Denny Denny Villeneuve, your Dune director. Oh yeah, Canadian. baby. He's as French Canadian as it get. That guy barely knows English. And uh, we found out today that the movie uh, Dune, the Dune, not Dune Two, but Dune Part Two. Got delayed by a month, so you have to wait till next. But he's November. a traitor to CanCon. Like he's down in the states making your big movies. Why isn't he making the you know Trudeau the biopic up here? You know, that's a like, good point. That's yeah, exactly you're exactly the right. Champion to Canada or something like that. You know, yeah. like, come on, man. This is where all the big Hollywood money is down here, baby. All Anyways, right, well, that's your that's Bo's Canadian quarter. Do 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 do. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna download that song later and like clean it up and get it like as a part of the thing. And we'll use it. Yeah, go ahead and do it. Like that that the reputation of that bit is so in the ground now. It's probably fine to use it. I do love the. I just like. I don't didn't know about this stuff. I like learning about it. I think this is great. So yeah, I guess who's your TV like sports legend? Well, he just died, America? but John Madden was a big one. I would say yeah. um, right now it's probably. The guy that used to work with Madden, um, so, Al Michaels. Like, Al Michaels is a Canada's big John Madden, but for hockey. It's that's yeah, that sounds right. McClain. And like, like I said, their reputation is is so in the dirt. I'm not saying like I'm a big fan of them or anything because they both had as as the whole social justice, social sensitivity movement has come into to frown. They really have not done well. They haven't handled that very well. Yeah. <laughs> no, but if you were in the 80s or 90s, they were the they were the good old boys you saw on TV every time there was a hockey game. Back then we had uh, Al, not, was it Al? Yes, who used to say yes all the time. Um, forgot oh, his name. The, is it the guy that they always got for like the Jock Jam CDs? Yes. That would be the, it's awesome, baby. Oh, no, like that's that uh, that's a different guy. That's, oh, that's uh, a different guy? That's a different dude. And I forgot his name too. I can't think of anybody's name right now. Oh, Marv Albert. That's that's the guy I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah, yeah. Marv yeah. Albert used to be, he was huge for a while. Like every big NBA game and finals and all that stuff. He's super huge. Went on Letterman all the time. Was like this very popular sportscaster. And then he got caught biting a prostitute's butt <laughs> and, and she, that what you, you're gonna have one like yeah was that the charges that was the charge charges? it was like uh bitter butt real hard and blood it was real but, bad and he oh sh- well you shouldn't bite a butt that hard i agree no um let me see but I mean, maybe that was they i guess they weren't just that into it i mean let's see here it is i mean oh, okay oh that, he's I've 81 now stories. holy shit he's old now but anyway at the time I've told here, enough throw stories for one show but you know i here it is uh so albert was accused of sexually assaulting a 42 year old woman named vanessa Perchach in 1997 uh she accused albert of throwing her on a bed and biting her and then forcing her to perform oral sex after a <laughs> <What>? <laughs> emphasis on the oral, oral. 
<laughs> uh, DNA tested. So she was mad because she was he was way too pushy. DNA uh, testing linked Albert to genetic material taken from the bite marks and semen in the in the patriarch's underwear or no the whatever her name Perch Charts's underwear in the patriarch's underwear. <laughs> <laughs> my dear, I'm going to bite your fanny, have my way, and then finish in the patriarch's underwear. And there's nothing you can do about it. I feel a little bad that I said she was a prostitute. I don't think that part is correct. I don't know why I had that in my head, but you just added that. Yeah, I did. But I mean, have you ever bitten by accident? Uh, well, I'm I mean. Just- like well, he, he did also it willfully threw, with malicious. Yeah, and he threw her down yeah. and and was like rough and and she was like not having it and he was still persisting and so there's a consent thing and all that. I mean, I had an infraction, but it didn't result in me going to jail. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right, like if you look, if you bite a girl on the neck too hard, she'll tell, she'll let you know. I bit a boob too hard. That's oh geez, happened. oh man, I don't want to know any of this. Why do I know this? These now? things happen. <laughs> as you learn how to do things properly, maybe there was the bite. It was, a, but you know. There was a man. There's an apology. This whole episode should be called Bo TMI. <laughs> yeah, Bo TMI. Just learning so much. Today. Damn. I don't want. I don't. Yeah, that's good. Did it's you? Fine. It happens. We're human. That's what. But that's not what this is. I'm just because <laughs> it's just you know. You didn't bite like a nipple off like a cigar and spit it out like you know. No, 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 no. no. It oh. was just, but it left a mark and it was not appreciated. And I didn't realize that till after the fact. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll be more careful in the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, and Marv, Marv Albert didn't do any of that. He just went, get on the bed. Here's my semen, like that. Yeah, that doesn't sound the same, but I just, I don't know. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I just, that's why I was wondering what the charges were. Is it illegal? Did I do something illegal? I guess not. It's a really good point. Uh, his yeah. final, uh, by the way, broadcast was uh, the Baltimore Ravens-New York Giants game alongside Randy Cross and Len Berman uh, back in, doesn't say the year, oh, 98. And he's and he's eighty one now, and not he's probably not putting his semen in any, anyone's underwear now. Is my thinking? <laughs> Great. Um, <laughs> uh, like, it's like our job here is just to give Jamie stuff to put in. We don't just show. say the news; we also deliver our deductions. That's right. <laughs> That's I, you right. know, I've thought about this, and at eighty six years old, I do believe his semen is not going in the underwear of other people. <laughs> It actually hurt my neck to laugh there. (laughs) On that note, it's time for Dear Martha. Spicy or not, I don't know. She's she's back, everybody. Back again. And uh, she's... uh, We're not doing a Steam review. It's an old magazine review. Electronic Monthly. Gaming Monthly. EGM. Remember that? I loved EGM. It was great. For a while. Yeah, I've uh, I've decided to bring it back to the realm of reviews, at least for a little bit. Uh, I think most people who read EGM know of a famous editor that seemed to always exist, no matter how long the magazine ran. You could mm-hmm. look and find the reviews of one Sushi X. Mm-hmm. And so we are going to be doing some of uh, Sushi X's reviews from uh, <laughs> oh Electronic Gaming <laughs> Monthly, they made a number 14. Yeah. Ghost of Sushi OX. <laughs> yep, he's in that game Scott's going to beat this year for that, sure. That's right. Oh, I played that this week. We're going to talk about it. I actually yeah. played. Uh, anyway, September 1990 is when issue 14 was released. And here we go. My dearest Martha, I present to you now my review for the Nintendo game Total Recall. Martha, in the movie of the same name, Arnold's character's memory was erased. This game, based on that movie, should also have its memory erased. (laughs) Total Reject. 
Yours in this life and the next. Douchey X. <laughs> so it's actually him. All right. I don't know why I thought it was going to be. I don't know what I thought. That's totally. No, I can do a few more because they're pretty short. Give me we another can do, one. We can, do, we can do three of these. All right, How here about we go. That? We'll do three. My dearest Martha, I present to you now a review for the Sega Master System game Super Monaco GP. This is a poor excuse of a driving game. If the SMS is supposed to be superior to the NES, then this game certainly doesn't show it. The game is too straightforward and comes off looking like a poor NES title. Keep the car in the garage. Yours in this life and the next. Sushi X. Oh man, he's hardcore. Alright, well yeah. done, Sushi X. And now a third. Let's do it in third. Law of Three is a yeah, video let's game. Yeah, let's do a controversial one. Yeah, you This gotta, one doesn't hold up in the test of time, but let's gotta, do it. You gotta jump on uh, 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 pff, not Mario. You gotta jump on Bowser's head three times. That's what we're doing here. Here we go. Number three. My dearest Martha, I present to you now a review for the Sega Genesis game Moonwalker. This game is no thriller, but decent nevertheless. With initial gameplay similar to Shinobi, but with moves that made Jackson famous, our hero dances on the faces of evil men, rescuing kidnapped girls as music pulsates is as good as it gets. I'm waiting for a LaToya game. Yours in this <laughs> life and the next. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. We never got the LaToya game. We just got her with a snake wrapped around her or whatever the deal was. You remember that? LaToya Jackson. Well, I guess she was in Playboy or something. Wasn't she on the um, Trump show? No, was she? They have it like the Celebrity Apprentice Uh, thing? Apprentice? Yeah, maybe. LaToya. I don't know. That sounds trashy enough for somebody like her to go on. Yeah. Why not? Oh, my gosh. That's kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, she did was, she she was on, that comment? I don't know if she did I don't know enough. I don't know. She was but, on uh, All-Star Celebrity Apprentice, I think, or something the, like the that. The Ancillary Jacksons, I don't have I, I don't have any reason to say any of those things. It just feels like if, if you're going to have... Okay, if you're going to have somebody from the Jacksons on The Apprentice, will it be Michael? No. Will it be even Janet? No. No. Will it be LaToya? Probably. Will it be Jermaine? 100%. Like, you're going <laughs> to... You're going to work your way down, and you're going to get those guys. Tito, he's going on. He'll do it. <laughs> All right. Well done, everybody. That brings us to what we played this week. Oh. What did you do? Find out something Sorry. about Latoya? No, I was just watching a clip, and I forgot about Gary Busey on Celebrity Apprentice. Oh, yeah. Him and that Meatloaf. That TV back oh, in the day. Oh, man. Gary yeah. Busey, man. Gary Busey's must-see TV on anything. Yeah, he's Have you great. ever watched the Gary Busey show? Uh, that they had on. Yeah, um, I loved it. Although it wasn't, it was a fake documentary, and I didn't yeah. know that at first, but I ended up loving it. I love that thing. It'd just be him and some guy that doesn't know what's going on. He'd just be like, all right, now, here's what you're going to do. We're going to go out there, and I got an acronym for you. Yep. It's always be alert. And like he'd just go crazy, and his teeth were attacking people. Is amazing. Yeah. I love Gary Busey so much. He's amazing. Also, his kid looks exactly like him. He does. Uh, Jake Busey looks just like his dad. <laughs> Yes, he does. I'm going to uh, share something here with everybody. Uh, this is a video of him introducing the musical act on SNL. And the reason this matters is because I love this account, want to tell people about it. So this guy on Twitter, uh, SNL host intro is the name of the Twitter account. And all it is, every post is some host of SNL, some at some point introducing the musical guest. It's weird. But here's Gary Busey in a giant suit. 
uh, doing that very thing. So, anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, it's, it's a real it's, pleasure of mine to introduce these next two gentlemen to you. It's real quiet. Uh, a really classical artist in her own right, Mr. Gregory Hines, and, fr- and from the Broadway play UB, uh, UB Blake. He's here himself. And let's put our hands together for him. Brunt Ibbett's theory is that his suit is the one he wore after his weird motorcycle accident, so it keeps him upright or something. I don't know what he was well, saying. Maybe he has a yeah. bunch of casts on underneath it. He might. It was a while ago. I mean, he is like, like that suit is wild. He looks weirdly hunched. Mm-hmm. Like, and something's up. Yeah, something's real what's weird. What's up, Gary? Yeah, what's up, buddy? He has a great TikTok where he gives advice on life and stuff. Uh, for example... Here's a Buseyism for you. always do acronyms? Because that's what oh, he always seems is Gary to break still, things Gary's still with us? Oh, he's still with us. He's uh, His right eye is more with us than his left. All right, I'm going to play this one here. You guys check this out. When you're dreaming, it's great to dream in circles. Because you are the circle of your dream. You're right in the center of it. That dream is all about you and everybody in your dream is you. So dream in circles. Take what it gives you and utilize it to become a circle a freedom in yourself. <laughs> it's so dumb. I don't understand any of it, but I love it so much. You guys should follow him on TikTok. I think That's what's all great does. about it is that he knows what he means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he knows. That made 100% sense to him. He's, He's ready. super, super into it. Okay, uh, let's get to these games we played this week. I played a couple of things. Uh, I'll mention the ones that I'm just kind of back to uh, messing around with, and that would be Forza Horizon 5, and um, the one that I was just talking about earlier, Ghost of Tsushima, I'm playing that with my daughter again and just trying to finish it out. Uh, So I am going to finish that game. Will it be this year? Probably. Will it be the next? Maybe. I don't know. But I really like the game game. of the year. Who knows? Who knows? It might be. Uh, But I've been playing the Forza stuff with um, them introducing some of the Hot Wheels stuff that's coming. Just got me interested to just get back in there and mess around. That's a really great driving game. It's very, very fun. And get to um, race around as Scott. Frog Pant. Oh, is that what they call you? Frog Frog Pant. Pant. Yeah. And the reason it's Pant and not Pants (laughs) is because when you do it, you're making your license plate. Yeah. And your license plate has a limit on characters and it's just barely too long to be frog pants so i had to be frog pant anyway well, let me tell you as somebody with a three-letter name it is not as impressive when they say your name in a video game yeah. because it is over before you even realize they did 100 percent correct. <laughs> they're just like we're gonna bring out our new racer john yeah like wait what did i just hear? oh i guess they do still they do call me scott that's right so i have the name for the car and on my back of my car but then they also call me scott so the lady's like scott you need to come do this thing. Come race in the deal. Scott, she'll say. It kind of freaks me out. I don't like that she knows my name. Anyway, um, played that a bunch. And uh, so I just wanted to mention those because they're old and we've talked about them a million times. So not much new to say. During the Steam sale, the summer sale, I grabbed a couple of games. One of them is Iconoclast, a game I meant to get a couple of years ago. Never did. Um, it's a 2D side-scrolling uh, Metroidvania kind of deal with amazing pixel art and animation. And it, I remember when it first came out, I went, I'm going to end up playing that game. And then I just forgot about it. And it was on sale for like four bucks or something, normally 20. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm good. getting it. So I picked it this up. This game looks sick. Oh my. It's really cool. The, the, um, I'll put some up for the chat. The, the style of it is, uh, awesome. The animation's really good. Uh, lots of puzzle elements and stuff that you want from a game like that. Some pretty good difficulty, I would I would say, although not too crazy difficult. 
But if you look at the, um, let's see if I can hit play here and show this to the chat. Uh, you look at some of this character animation, and that's what really sold me. It's also really well reviewed, so that that helps. But um, the the description here is: Join renegade mechanic Robin and uncover the secrets of a dying planet. Explore a big world filled with intricate puzzles, interesting characters, menacing bosses, and a beautiful platform adventure that tells a personal story about faith, purpose, and the challenge of helping people. Oh, yeah, really, no, this game looks good. Actually, I just. It was only seven dollars. I just bought it. Yeah, it's oh, worth man. it. Bows in. Yeah, bows in. I was like looking at the animation style and, and just like I don't know. It looks super dramatic. It looks sick. Man. Yeah, like, it's yeah, really yeah, cool. I even like know the it way existed. This looks a lot. Yeah, it's really neat. Um, and the story is surprisingly, it's my kind of story. So, hey, Persona, take a take a page out of the Iconoclast book. <laughs> Just I also kidding. like that they have like yelling and the text is animated and agitated. Like there's just sort of a sensibility to it. Ah, it looks cool. Yeah, and there's some stuff with that wrench <laughs> that she uses. Very brave, calling it cla- a catchy name like Iconoclast. Iconoclast. Like, yeah. yeah, like I like it, but you know, it's not a. It's a it's a highfalutin word. Well, it sucked me in pretty hard, and I'm enjoying the heck out of it. So yeah, I'm no, gonna play I'm, that I'm, one until I'm done. Awesome. Did you manage to play through the entire campaign? No, not yet. I'm probably I probably played three and a half hours or something. There's plenty more to do, so there's there's lots in there, and I'm really enjoying it. The boss fights, in particular, are really creative and well handled. They're not like excruciatingly difficult, but they are creative, and that's kind of what I look for in games like this. So, right. worth checking out. And in that same mood, I finally grabbed Bloodstained because that was also on. On sale. This is the, the the dude what made Symphony of the Night all those years ago. Yeah, and this was his big comeback, and his Kickstarter was real successful. And they called it Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, and it feels like a skinned Castlevania game. Yep. Uh, it's 3D, but done in a 2D gameplay loop. Um, it's a mixed bag for me visually. I think it's kind of a it's I don't know. But mixed bag is the best way to put it. It's just kind of like some stuff's like, whoa, that looks great. And other times you're like, these creature models are bad. And I don't know why they're so bad. And it's a weird mix of that. But the gameplay and the story is like ripped right out of those kind of games. It feels like it feels like I'm playing Aria of Sorrow or Symphony of the Night. Very similar kind of gear systems, that kind of stuff. And uh, so far so good, but I barely cracked it. So I'm probably, I don't know, an hour into it. And I'll uh, I'll keep poking at that because it seemed seems good. I always end up with a couple of things during these sales, so that's what I did there. I would like to now introduce the delightful indie of the week. Okay, Ooh. I'm not going to do this every week, but I am today, and here's our theme. I have the chaff. I couldn't find anything else, so that'll have to. No, this will work. Robert. We'll do Robert. <laughs> um, I found a game called Super Ember Kaboom. By one Ember Ember Kaboom. It's by a guy named Josh Koenig. It's one dude made it. Uh, Single developer. I always love supporting these guys. So it was a no brainer to pick it up. It was only seven bucks on Steam. And I was, you know, I've been telling you, I've been kind of itching for just like a pure platforming experience. Like just let me go left to right. Let me get things. Let me earn stuff. Let me finish the level and go to the next one. Just for whatever reason, I'm I'm in the mood. Yeah. And this really scratches that itch for me. Um, it's an adorable, fun, good time. I won't say it's like particularly difficult, at least not yet, because um, it really isn't. But it is fun and loud. The music reminds me of something Sega might have done. Um, 
I'll see if I can actually find a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah it, it looks is. a little like Kirby adjacent on the, the art style. I like it. I like the look of it. Yeah, it's got a good look. Um, let me back this up and I'll play a bit for the chat here. Here you go, chat. And then we can hear it as well. Um, this is what it sounds like. Here we go. There. I mean, that music is like, hey, heard of Sega? Ever had a Dreamcast? Guess what? This music's like straight out of that. Um, but it's yeah, just like kind of cute. Some anime. Oh, yeah, for sure. It. And it's kind of cute. Oh, yeah, it is like an anime intro, right? The only thing missing is like somebody going, and they'll start singing or whatever. It's a bad version of that. Exactly. But anyway, uh, pixel art, fast gameplay, side-scrolling business, uh, overworld like Mario a little bit as far as choosing where you're going to go next, trying to collect all this fruit. And uh, it's just a fun, jaunty, good time. I like it a lot. And I think that guy deserves some props. So it's Josh Koenig's Super Ember Kaboom on Steam. And that's this week's delightful indie title of the week. All right. John, two flavors, not one, two flavors of Final Fantasy VII. Explain. That's right. Uh, So on my own free time, uh, I've continued to play Final Fantasy VII Remake because I just can't seem to put that game down. I booted it up basically as an excuse to play something, uh, you know, to kind of, you know, show graphically a, a bit of a graphic showcase game to play at one point. And uh, I've been hooked ever since. And I just continue to really appreciate what that game's doing. Uh, you know, the second playthrough definitely feels more like I'm engaged in the combat side of things because uh, I've already seen the story which is still good. You know, I still like the music and the story and all those things, but I, it feels like this time around, I'm just appreciating the combat that much better. Um, and still just really having a wonderful time in that game. And, uh, I'm not to any of the content that has been added for this version that I didn't wow. get to play on the original Less. final fantasy seven remake release, but I'm going to check all that stuff out. The, the stuff with Yuffie and see what's going on with that. And uh, then on the other side of that, I'm still playing through the original Final Fantasy VII with uh, all the mods that I've installed on it, um, which in its own way feels like a weird, you know, re-release of a of a classic game because it does look really good with those mods installed. And I'm finally, it's not that I haven't liked it, um, but my playthrough of the the older game was initially a lot of stuff that I had already done, followed by maybe not my favorite section of the game, uh, kind of a place where a lot of the random battles were, I I felt like, excessive, and I just wasn't having a lot of fun. And I've just kind of now hit the point where I've really found a flow with that game, like the systems have all clicked, and I'm enjoying just going around and, like, fighting random encounters and getting new enemy abilities and playing around with my materia builds and stuff like that. I've really filled out the character roster. I picked up Vincent. I picked up Sid, um, you know, and just having a, just having a grand time with that game. So, uh, you know, I think both of those games, if you like final fantasy seven, there's two really good ways to get it. I still get people asking me which mods that I use for that game, because I think a lot of people out there are kind of like, where Bo's head was, which was, this is a game I really love. I'd like to play a better looking version of it uh, mm. without like it being a weird quasi sequel or reinterpretation of events. Just get to see it how it was. 
and uh, this is definitely fulfilling that and scratching that itch. So I'm having a having a hell of a time in Midgar. You know, it's uh, it's fun, fun place to be. Nothing wrong with that. That sounds great. You've you've yeah. you. I watched a bunch of your streaming, and you've definitely pushed me closer to just pulling the trigger on the game. It's probably the next game I'm going to buy. Honestly, I think I'll buy yeah, it. Do it. Why not? It's good. Yeah. I mean, right now it's, it's on Steam. It's on sale on Steam for thirty percent off. What am I thinking? Oh. Yeah, go ahead and do it. I mean, if you have the time to play, uh, you know, you might have a lot of other games to play. But this is yeah. But this would be the time good. to get it because it's normally seventy bucks. I can get it for forty nine sixty nine. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like right now, it's a you know, its normal price is expensive. I think. Oh um, you know, we're PC gamers. We're not ready to take the dive to seventy dollars just yet. We're gonna be grouchy about it. Yeah. So I right bought now, it right you away can... <laughs> and I already owned it. All right, I bought it the <laughs> yeah, second both, time, full price. Both on a whole day. different like, bag of chips. Not a problem. Like yeah. some games are like this game pushes forward something in a meaningful way. I think remake is really well done. Yeah. So it's I, it's no solid. I'm gonna get the second time. I'm gonna keep trying to talk you into it every week, Scott. I might buy it right now while you're talking. You should. Tell Now's me, the time before the Steam sale ends. Get it. Tell me about your Final Fantasy Tactics time, and then I'll. <laughs> okay. Well, let me tell you about. I, so, hey, everybody. Uh, crazy. I played a mobile game. Um, I know that might be a shock to people who've heard my opinion on mobile games, but uh, I downloaded Final Fantasy Tactics for the phone. What? Uh, which is a place where I hear people play video games sometimes. Uh-oh. And uh, it's not one of those, like, this isn't a, a gotcha experience. This is a game is like 15 bucks. So th- for me, I'm like, it's only 15 bucks for a game. But I'm sure there are people out there that play mobile games that are like, what? Insanity. So $15. Are you out of your, your mind? The switch game for your phone, basically. Uh, uh, yeah. And so I was like, yeah, all right, that's cool. Um, I'm be honest with you. I don't know if I'm going to keep playing it, though. Oh. Uh, it might be 15 bucks poorly spent. But here was the thought. In my new house, I have an electrical outlet, like literally right next to the toilet. Mm. If I want right. to do some marathon. Right <laughs> yeah. If I want to do some marathon, <laughs> like phone though. gaming. No, not like maybe, it's not like oh, down in me. the water. Maybe. It's like up. <laughs> Yeah, maybe for me, if I yeah. missed the bowl or something. Yeah, it depends on where I've pointed my penis, I guess. But, like, in general, it's pretty safe where it okay. is. It's, like, right. up and to the right. I'm sorry I brought it up. It's fine. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, hey, you know, if I if I need to do a phone marathon in the bathroom, there's ways to deal with the battery issue. You know, this so is... Final Fantasy we've... Tactics was going to be your quasi-get-away-from-the-family, peacefully yeah. in the bathroom. yeah. Uh, kind of thing and not lose your phone charge while you're doing it exactly i had it all planned out and it was a good plan the only thing i didn't account for which i should have accounted for is that playing games on your phone sucks the entire (laughs) time i'm playing it i'm just like this could be so much better if this was on literally anything other than the phone like every time i'm like tapping a unit and telling it to go somewhere and i'm like rotating the camera with my finger i'm just like oh god there's a better way to do this you need a there's backbone a, you need a i backbone. do but i like i literally this is the first mobile game i've like seriously bought and played in forever 
Like, why would I invest more money just to try and find maybe another one? Like, I, I agree. The backbone's a brilliant idea. They probably don't have it on Switch, though. No, I think they do. I think that's on Switch. Do they? Maybe that's what I need to do. Maybe I just need to get it on Switch or something. Because, yeah, it's like it's a fine port. Like, it seems like a solid game. Sounds great. Graphics are great. Gameplay is it's Final Fantasy Tactics across the board. It's, you know, a very beloved game. But uh, the entire time that I play it, I just sit there going, boy, this would be better not on a phone. Mm. It's just it's the pinching and turning. You don't like controlling the camera like that. I guess. Yeah, I don't like I don't like controlling the units and I, I don't like scrolling through menu options like this. Like, it's just uh, this is not for me. So, so apparently there it's in the middle of a remaster and it is coming to switch. So there's something going on there, but it's not there yet. Yeah, I have heard that they're going to remaster it, so that would be cool. That would be great to see and get. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Does one of the ones that is the most requested for me to play when I started saying I was going to play through all of them. So sure. uh, I'm looking forward to it. But yeah. uh, the phone one, if you can play phone games, I highly recommend it. It's not that expensive. It's, by all accounts, an extremely long, in-depth game. Like it, You will get your money's worth, but you have to be like, okay with the premise of playing on a phone to begin with which sure. is where i fall off <laughs> yeah you were kind of they already had you a little bit blocked at the door but yeah. i'm still i still think it's i don't know i think it's brave that you bought it and that you're playing it and maybe you'll maybe you'll stick with it you don't know i don't know it's there i can still yeah. play it anytime it's the it's the game on my phone so yeah you know i have all the choice of one and uh i can do that yeah a choice of one is actually with the uh, the choice paralysis we're faced with as gamers this day these days, yeah, the choice of one's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, there's that great Spice Girls song too. You also cracked open Grim Dawn. I did. I bought all the DLC for it, so <laughs> just in case anybody needs to know how that story ended, yeah. uh, I did. Yeah. Uh, part of the Steam sale, I bought the three DLC pieces for Grim Dawn because I couldn't stand not being a completionist. I guess. But uh, the cool thing is, is the class I ended up playing was one of the classes that are in the like expansion content. So I do feel like, OK, I'm at least using it a little bit. Is it the evoker? Um, is that what they're called? Not evoker. Um, uh, it's, it's some like paladin adjacent sounding. Yeah, thing. they use a lot of light, the righteous light power and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I forgot the name of it. Um, yeah, there's a there's a great way to cross that that particular class with a necromancer, which seems like polar opposites in terms of their alignment but yeah. it is a badass but build it's an amazing character cool. combo yeah anyway it sounds like a cool way to do it yeah uh i you know i'm very early like let's be clear because um i i am having a bit of a hard time getting into it not because i think the game's necessarily bad um but i ran into the same situation with old world where there is a game that is very similar to a game that I know a lot about and I know all the ins and outs, and it's kind of like wearing somebody else's shoes. Mm. You put them on, they don't feel quite right. They might be better shoes than the shoes you're used to. Like, it could very well be, but it's it's weird and wrong for a little bit, uh, for sure. sure. And I'm like weapons are dropping and like i think the first thing i got was like a green i was like awesome equip it then a yellow dropped and i was like equip it that's got to be better and then i was like i don't know what the hell a yellow is i don't know if that's better than the green why am i making these assumptions like it's just different and i got to get used to the different first sure and then the other thing is um i think one of the best things diablo 3 did 
as far as like compliments I can give that game overall is they went really heavy on anything you do in that game from your first basic attack to your first ability on the tree is big and bombastic and over the top. And it, it just, it's always turned up to 11 in that game. Grim Dawn, at least so far, is not turned up to 11. That's a little I more got like my first couple yeah. abilities, and it's turned up to about two and a half. Yeah, like, it's, a, it's a little bit more like, hey, remember Diablo 2, where you start out a little soft and then you, you know, you're, you're, you are. I think that's, that's a fair thing to say. I mean, I think some people like that, but I think it's fair to say that Blizzard made you feel, or Blizzard, Diablo 3 made you feel really powerful immediately, even if you were killing at the same rate as you would be in a less exciting you know uh, action bar uh type game but diablo 2's progression um titan quest pro- progression even path of exile for that matter they all have opted and grim dawn have all opted for this more you're just a dude with a sword to start with and you know your first few abilities one's like a passive and the other one's like not too flashy and they definitely do that to you they get better though to the point that by level 20 or so you're you know, the whole place is exploding. Like you yeah, saw and that's, that's what I, I think I'll build up to, which is why I don't want to like condemn the game for this. Yeah. I'm not going to like uninstall the game because like, Oh, my first ability sucked, but you know, you do expect like, Oh, these undead are coming at me and I'm just going to knock them across the stage. Cause that's the, the power fantasy that Diablo definitely goes for. And my first ability causes a gentle light to soothingly emanate from my body, just like <laughs> barely perceptible, just, Oh, and yeah. then I swing just like I normally swing, but with a gentle light, uh, as if I've been toasted in the oven ever so slightly as I hit the skeletons. <laughs> I was like, this is it. This is what I just put points into for leveling up. This doesn't feel very good. Was it a, but, was it ability that had, um, uh, what am I trying to say? Is it one that's a toggle on and off, like a buff type thing, or is it a? Is no, it a it's a replacement one? for your left click attack. Uh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. They so. do it. Does I full, fully cop to that? The game starts out kind of that way, but it it pretty quickly ramps. I mean, you, you you're not that way for long. You level very quickly in those early levels, and and you immediately get oh, this is better, this is better, this is better, and you just start putting points and stuff. And before you know it, you're kind of a monster, but it'll take you a few. And the story is interesting enough. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's it's in the same vein as Diablo. Like, hey, there's evil. Go get it. Like, I thought it was interesting that it starts the way it does. Uh, definitely lacking on the character customization. Uh, didn't get stuck at the character generation part of the game. That's no. for sure. No. Uh, they were like, hey, you, you want to play as a guy or girl? And I was like, let me customize my character. Let me pick girl. And they're like, this is girl. Yeah. Welcome like, to girl. Oh. <laughs> Oh, this is what I get. I don't get the hair color, any of that. Nope. Like this is, this yeah, is but you for now. the record, Diablo, Diablo's the same three. That is four. looks like it's going to be crazy with customization, but three, you just pick a dude or the lady and that's who you have. Well, yeah. Of multiple classes. This is before you even pick your class. This is oh, good point. Yeah, choice. Yeah. Number one is man or girl. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> There's no like, are you a giant barbarian or a, a giant lady barbarian? Like it is just, this is man. This is woman. Yep. Pick. Yep. And go. <laughs> yep. You're absolutely right. And I didn't mention it before, but I played a ton more Grim Dawn this week as well. And I'm really happy to hear you're in it. I'm, I'm, I am very curious about how you'll feel later down the road, like getting to the 15 to 20 range. 
I mean, the game caps out, I think, at 100 or something. It's like a big level run. Yeah. But, but um, it's think- just overwhelming right now. Like, I went up to a guy because he had a mark above his head. Yeah. And I went to talk to him. And my options to talk to him was like, I'm sick of all these illusions, which I didn't know what the hell that meant. Mm. And uh, or it was like, thank you. Goodbye. And I was like, I don't know. I guess I'm sick of illusions. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, me too. Here, take this. And I was like. Thanks. I don't know what this is for, but he gave me an item that takes up space in my inventory because apparently there's illusions somewhere that I just hate. And so uh, that's where we're at. I I got this thing from this guy and I talked to his buddy next to him because he also had a sign and I had two choices to say to him and it was I'm sick of these illusions. And uh, he was like, great, I got something for you. It's like, what is this? So it's a learning curve and I'm in the middle of of learning, which is fun, but always very awkward because you just you feel like such an idiot. No, I feel I feel you. I totally feel you on that. Also, you know, making the right choices. Did I spec this character the way I want to? Am I going to have to undo a bunch of these points? Like you're back to that. Whereas Diablo three was just swap shit out as needed. This game is a little more not quite as draconian as Diablo two, but you still, you know, you got to go back and respec in a way that's. You know, it's a little bit of work. You talk to the lady. Okay, I'll give you your points back for these things. Then you go reassign them, and there's that whole thing. But um, uh, what was the other thing I was going to tell you? Oh, the transmog system in this thing is insane. You're nowhere near where this is going to matter. But when it does, holy shit, you're going to yeah. love it because you love transmog. You'll you'll get I into do. That. That's yeah. fashionista is who I am. Yeah, they got a ton of that stuff, and you know, there's a pretty good crafting system, and they've got kind of everything there you'd ever want. Plus, I think the expansion content's very good. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm 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 in this to watch where you end up, and if you bounce, it's totally fine. But I'm I'm going to be really curious what you think in the long run. Uh, all right, Bo. Hi. What, what is Gordian Quest, and why is it basically orc massage? Just so, kidding. What so is you it? didn't you you didn't? Why is it orc massage? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants orc massage, man. Even that wants orc massage. Even that Matt Tazarek who put together that mock-up core magazine thing. At the top, it says hard hard space shipbreaker, orc massage, Valheim, and more. I love it. It's destiny. I I had someone in my stream offer to buy it for me, and I really seriously considered letting them do it. And then I was like, man, if somebody's going to buy me a game, it should probably not be orc massage. Where's where is, is Orc Massage still on Steam? Why can't I bring it I up? I assume yeah, it's so. there. Oh, stress. I wrote Orc Message. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different That's game. That's a boring game. Nobody wants Orc Message. Be not that kind of work. <laughs> Here's my message. Oh, I right, saw this. In, I, I, um, I, I wishlisted this Gordian quest. It looks nice. So you didn't you didn't end up playing it before? No, I haven't bought. Well, this is I I wish listed it before the the special. I didn't realize it had gone on sale. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you had or not, but uh, yeah, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe you had tried it out at some point and told me about it. I wasn't clear, but I've been watching this one for a while. It's yeah. been in early access for like two years. So, what is Gordian Quest? Well, uh, Gordian Quest. Do you like Slay the Spire? I do. The single player rogue. Yes. Uh, do you hate the art in a lot of these things? Yes. Maybe everything except yes. Grifflands? Yeah. Um, do you like, uh, you know, Path of Exile-ish loot system? Sure. I do Do you like uh, Path of Exile leveling nodes, kind of, but simpler? Sure. Do you like RPGs, squad-based RPGs? Yes. Well, it's all of these yes. things okay. in one game with good actual good art. I would say this art's pretty nice looking. 
I it's agree. like a French anime style. Uh, I, it, it strikes me the most as not Japanese uh, animation, but French animation style. This game's fun as hell. Mm. Uh, every time I'm, you know, when I'm like away from it, I'm like thinking about it and I want to get back to it. Basically, you are a party of three heroes. You build decks like you do in Slay the Spire, but the goal is to make the decks smaller, not bigger, although you can make them bigger. It is super flexible. Mm. Basically, each, there are 10 classes. The 10 classes have three different subclasses, and you can mix and match cards from the different subclasses as you see fit. You roll out, you level up your dudes. It's basically a full 30-hour campaign. Um... And there's a lot to love about it in terms of it's well animated. It does D&D skill checks. There's like events that come up where you have to do skill checks or fail. There's cool little mini games. Uh, the packet, the sound, the music's decent. And the whole overall package is great. There's, I would say each act of the four acts has been taking me about five to ten hours per. Uh, and there's a ton of flexibility. So... There's so, just two uh, problems with this game. Itemized loot as well? like, like Yeah, yeah. The loot's random. So no two legendaries are the same. You roll random affixes Ooh. on the loot. Uh, so it has a whole Diablo-style loot system. You walk back to town with a big bag full of loot. You can salvage it for mats to build other things. You can just straight up sell it. You can gamble for legendaries. It's also like a little bit apart Diablo Path of Exile-ish, not just in the way the loot's done. The loot has gems that you can socket into it to modify the cards. You can modify the cards of the skill tree. It is deep. It is fun. This game does item science pretty well. But it's an indie game. So the balance, and this is where I would say it's a bit of a negative so far for me, is that uh, I broke the game. I I have a broken build. Uh, In Act 1, I got a legendary chest that gave me this card, Heroism, that grants me 10 might and 45 critical... And then doubles it. So critical is the you get extra damage on the exact next hit, and might increases your percent damage on the next hits, however many stacks you have. So, anyways, long story short, because of this card and another card I have, and because of gems I was able to slot into the items, I can start combat guaranteed with these two cards in hand, and I can kill the entire screen. By doing a billion damage. And I got that in the middle of Act 1, and I'm now early in Act 3, and I'm still just poning pretty much all the encounters, except the horde encounters, because not all the enemies are on screen during a horde. Horde encounters are cool, meaning you don't just kill what's on screen, but more dudes get added every time. Bosses also have, like, thousands of hit points, so the strategy doesn't work for that. But mostly I can just go kill, 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 and I pretty much broke the game. However, this game has five levels of difficulty, and I'm playing on the second normal. So a part of me is like, I want to go play back on the fifth. I should probably play on the hardest difficulty because then there's a real challenge there because obviously it's too easy for me. There's also options to make it rogue light. Rogue light means um, if you party wipe, your campaign run is over. You got to start back at the beginning. Rogue like means if any of your 10 characters die. So you have a stable of 10 classes. So you can swap out the classes at any time if you want to change it up. So those guys are perma dead. And if you run out of all 10 of your characters, you're dead. So there's some hardcore options in there. And I haven't gotten to it yet, but there's also a Slay the Spire type mode where you just do a run and go as long as you can. And then there's an end game where you do. I guess riffs or something like that and level up your dudes. So wow. uh, this game is awesome. Like I said, the only bad thing right now is just being too overpowered makes the game pretty trivial for me. 
And I also hate the word Gordian. Um, <laughs> as far as I know, there's no yep. lore-related reason to be to, for it to be a Gordian quest. Mm. There's no land of Gordia. I didn't. There's no legend of Gordia. The Gordian, like I don't know what a Gordian is. So just call it Guardian Quest. Like, what is up with this weird spelling? But just ignore that because it's literally the only blemish on this fine game for fifteen or so dollars. Yeah, fourteen ninety nine on sale it's right a, now. It's a fantastic game. Okay. Yeah, I had it on my wish list. Now I'm now I'm I'm super. That's where I've heard it before. I looked it up because I knew I had heard Gordian before, but I couldn't remember where I had heard it. Yeah, uh, it's from Gordian Knot, an intricate problem, especially a problem uh, insoluble in its own terms. Often used uh, phrase: "Cut the Gordian knot." So a difficult. So this really just means difficult quest. Yeah. Yeah, but is Gordian still a proper name, like Einstein's theory of relativity, like a Gordian knot? Oh, I see. Like a guy named Gordo, and yeah, yeah, like uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, somebody yeah. named Gordo had the had the had the knot named after him. Uh, I think it's tied to the story where it's from. A knot tied by Gordius, king of. Oh yeah, there you go. I don't know how to that say is a proper it. noun then. Phrygia, Phrygia, Phrygia. Yeah. Probably correct. I have no idea. Yeah. But, Phyrexia, yeah. But, but I, that, I don't know either, but I just, anyways, I, yeah. But I get it. It's just, it's just weird. It just, it just doesn't, it looks gourd awful <laughs> when you see it right now. <laughs> You're just like, eh, I mean, it sounds like you have stomach problems whenever you talk about it. Like, yeah, right. Whether it's actually a thing or not doesn't matter. Every time somebody says Gordian to me, I'm like, oh, you got the rumble gut. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. got the I got a bad case of Gordian gut. Yeah. yeah, it's just you look at everything this game has to offer, and like the art, like you know, art looks awesome. It's not um, it's not like a fully animated deal. It's a lot of you know few frame animations. Like when they punch, it's but that's fine. That's the style for these games, and the art that is there is just well drawn and well done. Like it's really good. Mm. They also do the unfortunate anime thing where they don't they don't have the, the dialogue is not written by a voice narrator and i get it not everyone can avoid afford to voice their entire game especially when they're full of dialogue but they do the uh? Uh so when it's their turn to talk they have a little noise they make and some Mm -hmm. of them one of them's like huh (laughs) it always makes me laugh she's like yeah (laughs) and like she's like Mm -hmm. i'm like hello it's funny but you get sick of it but um this game is uh is Pun with the caveat that right now I'm poning the shit out of it, so I gotta try it on a harder mode because it it does trivialize the challenge a bit, and like I just still like the game enough that I keep going through it. But I would like. Can you change that on the fly? The difficulty or no? I mean, I could just play a different class and stop cheating. But I'm like, no, this is my Gordian quest. This is what happened. I'm not gonna. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not gonna get myself. Because I found this legendary fair and square and did the thing. Sure, square. this is Gordy Gordo von Gordian the yeah. third, and he's that's who's. Uh, I get but, it, but, uh, can't, yeah, but you can't slide. You can't adjust difficulty on the on the fly or no. I, you can't. I don't think you can do it on the fly. I'd have to start a new save slot. There are other slave slots. Save. Oh my god, slave slots. slots. Oh man, slave slot. No. Please disregard the last thing. Rising. You're just thinking about all those coffins. <laughs> that's true. You do have. They don't call them that. They have, I think, of a nicer term for them. I call them thralls. Well, <laughs> Underpaid, to, mandatory. I think servant way to get around the S word. I think they just <laughs> say. I think they say servant is what I think it says. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 
<laughs> I mean, it's okay. It's vampires. It's part of the lore. We don't need to be sensitive about vampire thralls here. We, you know, that's. You know what? You know what's great. Bo's like a. He's like the equivalent of like a good real world neighbor, because I hadn't been able to get into that game for a couple of days, just busy, and um, I left things a little precarious with how much blood was pumping through my. You weren't my too heart. in too bad shape though. You were. You wasn't still too had five bad. days of yours. Yeah, so it wasn't too bad. But I came. I logged in and Bo filled all my blood holes. That was yeah, kind of cool. I, I got to go back in there. It's been a little bit since I played. Um, but yeah, I filled your blood holes and I went to go fill John's blood holes and his castles were gone. Yep. Mine are gone. So what happened? One of them I destroyed myself. The other, I just, I just wasn't in the mood for it. Like, Mm. and, uh, I wasn't in the mood for it for too long. Yeah. The problem, the problem problem is I have a real issue when a game suddenly becomes a chore. This is one of the big pain points that I had with world of Warcraft. Um, and I, what happened was, is I, I kind of knew in the back of my mind, like, okay, I've got about two days that this can sit without me doing anything. And those two days went by and I had a little bell go off in my head that said, hey, you got to log in, put that blood back in your castle. And it just felt like work to me. And I was like, no, I'm not going to. It can it can rot. It's fine. And it actually yeah. made me more inclined to just let the game be. Because I was like, no, I'm not going to have a game tell me how my evening is going to well, go. Well, part of it is because it's a live server. I think that's the problem server. with uh, online servers. Like, there's a yeah. bit of a commitment there. Because I think if you just play a local save file, everything just pauses until you play yeah. again. And so yeah, including fine, time but... of day. So if you're in the middle of a, uh, what do they call that? The Red Moon or whatever? The... Blood Moon. Blood Moon. It will stay in the Blood Moon mode while you're offline because it's not a server. But yeah, yeah. It, it, that can be. That does make it feel like it's got MMO requirements, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I get why it's there. I don't necessarily hate the mechanic. I'm not, you know, I'm not headed to the forums to be like, you ruined the game. But it's just like, that's my own mental hang up on things as soon as something feels like chores to me or like the game is running me instead of vice versa i'm just like yeah i don't know and it really killed a lot of interest to play unfortunately well i think it makes sense to me man like i I sort of get it because it's you know it's a chore (laughs) it's a chore to log in you know that's why i did the did scott a solid i was gonna do you solid but you let it lapse i was gonna do kyle a solid and his is gone too didn't he move so, though? Him and Kyle or him and Garrett moved somewhere. I don't know what happened exactly. Um, yeah, I have I to find out. Just, maybe I mean, maybe they, they bailed. Know. I don't know. It's the whole thing. Everyone's busy. They like V Rising. We like a lot of games. It's just the blood obligation. Like I like it still too. I, I know people are on the server. Like, where are you still playing this game? It's like, yeah, but I want to play Final Fantasy VII. You know, yeah, I play some other things. But oh, I bought that by the way. It's installing. I like. I yeah, have a server. we got him, Bo. Yeah, we did nice, it. Nice. Well, Steam I got me because they Valheim still that I pay for, and I'm going to keep paying for the V Rising servers. So sure, sure. There. I think. Oh, there's a there's a patch for V Rising today. What's the deal here? Oh yeah, that's right. Let's see. Anyways, uh, that was my other game I played. I did play some though. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, patch. Patch notes, hotfix seven plus new features, bug fixes, and general changes. Ooh. Uh, it's a small one. We added Steam's cloud support for private games. Oh, that's cool. I hope they didn't mess anything up on the server. I'll yeah. probably log in tomorrow and check it out. Uh half the Final Fantasy Seven retrograde or infograde or what is it? What is it? Intergrade is Intergrade installing. Retrograde. It's halfway, it's thirty five or thirty six gigs down, so we're 
Yeah, it's a big, it's a big fella. It's yeah, big that thing fella. ain't uh, all those sweet graphics, man. I'm excited for you. This game is fun. Yeah. I am too. You guys really sold me on it after the soundtrack watching. is beautiful. The story is well told. It's not full of that persona stuff that you don't care for. There's definitely yeah. melodrama. I'm I'm fine with that in this context because I feel like Square does that stuff better for me. My 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 tolerance for that stuff is much better with with Square games than most. Um, is there anything? Like I guess the only thing I think Scott's not going to love is the uh, Kupo kids, probably. But that's about it. I think Jesse will probably annoy him, but uh, it'll be. <laughs> oh, a Jesse's a sweetheart. I know. I like her too. I'm just telling you, Scott will find her annoying. I know. You're such a monster, Scott. I am a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, he hasn't even made a judgment. I just said a convincing <laughs> argument. Bo's like, man. Yeah, I can't believe you. I can't believe you hate just this. Give characters. her a chance. Is all I'm asking. <laughs> all right. If you hate her, hate her. But just g- give Jesse a chance. I've no. No, I know right. nothing of Jesse, so and I have no memory of the old game really. So I don't, uh, you know, maybe I'll love her. I don't know. She might be great. Yeah, yeah. I am but, definitely yeah, going to play. We're just making it. predictions. The Koopo kid. There's a bunch of kids are in a Moogle gang, and they say they end their sentences with Koopo, Koopo, and I'm sure you're not going to like. Okay, that. I already hate it. <laughs> yeah, that's 100 yeah. percent sure. I do yeah. hate that already. It's yeah. a small part He's of the game, though. Don't definitely worry not going to like the uh, Materia kid. Uh, what's his I like name? how he waited till after name. he bought it to sell. Yeah, yeah well, now, now you're naming all the stuff. <laughs> little things. This these game are, is perfect. Little quibbles. There's no, there's it's no fun. greater game on the market. By okay, now let's talk about now, the Koopo kids. Here's the thing. Yeah, this is, yeah. That's okay. This happens a lot with Final Fantasy. You no. convince people to play it or do it. No, no, no. And then you come it's, with your list of caveats. It's ninety five percent great. So don't let's not let's stop this. this All is, right. Just give this game hundred and fifty seven hours, Scott, and then you will really like it. It's, it's also ninety five freaking gigabytes. That thing's huge. Yeah, that's a big game, dude. The game is so the game is so good. I'm very excited to play. I, I, we're all playing. I think I want to so play tomorrow. All. I wish it was co op now. Um, all right, here's the uh, here's the deal. We got to play this mashup. And before we do it, then, okay, the name of the mashup from TMS Mashups, Jamie, is Big Bags of, or excuse me, Big Bag of Rectums. Now, there's been some controversy as to who said this. So we had votes like usual. Right now, 69% of you think I said it, 28% think Bo said it, 3%, a paltry 3% say John said it. Yep. So I don't honestly know. It sounds like something I could say, but I've been. I was wrong last week, right along with you guys. I thought it was me last week, and it wasn't. It was Bo, right? I, I voted for you, Scott, because, like I said, all of us could talk about rectums, but only you would put it in a bag. Only I would put it in a bag, and I, I feel like there's some pretty smart thinking with that, but we're going to find out together now as I play it, so enjoy this mashup from Jamie. We can all agree on that. Yeah. It's, it's who, who crucial. Had, who, who, was ga- who, 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 who was gaming? Who <laughs> turned into an L. <laughs> <laughs> Smuggler's always like, smuggling's great. I got all this cash. Oh, I'm dead. That's like, that's like, that's like that's every smuggling story. You want to touch my pee-pee? You want to touch my pee-pee? <laughs> it's only a matter of time before somebody jams their man wiener in there. It's just him on the side going, and everything, you know, coming into his mouth. You mean you don't want to touch my pee-pee? A man wiener gets jammed into everything. Think of a thing, and a man wiener has been jammed into it. Okay. Just think of anything. Let yeah. me test it. Do you think anybody's ever put uh, their wiener in a, a roll of toilet paper, the, the roll part? Yes, yes, absolutely. My really? gosh, you started so softball. I'm like hornet's nest, <laughs> bottle of glass. 
barbed wire. You're like in the tube that's right next to the toilet where your pants are down already anyway. Really? Anyway, he says it doesn't uh, work for a marketing firm called Ampere Analytics or anal- Analysis, rather. Anal sis. Jeez, Scott. But didn't he also have like two wieners or something? Or I think another wrong. I'm thinking of somebody else. One of the famous like scientist explorer types. The problem with that is I don't know who you're thinking of. <laughs> I thought there was like, a. I got nothing. Chat room says I'm like thinking of Alan Tudyk. No, I'm not. <laughs> I am definitely not thinking of Alan, old Alan Tudyk. That's wild. I had no idea that was a thing. That's amazing. And you know what? I came before V Rising got its freaking <laughs> wow, fangs into. You were into really me. excited about that. Tip, <laughs> what I meant. What you I meant what? to do. Okay. Can you that out. <laughs> you should clip that out. But... <laughs> But anyway, what I was going to say is... As a matter of fact, it's just like... I don't want to belittle anybody, but it seems like Newton or somebody had like a second ween ween. I don't want to Google who's the one that had two I know um, Rasputin had enough ween for, you could say, six wieners. Like they've preserved it and pickled it. Whoa, really? It's massive. I found it. This is, is this real? It's real. Rasputin had a gigantic dong. You don't buy a bag of potato chips at a store and go, gosh, I hope these are the potato chips I wanted, not somebody's uh, rectum, you know? Like you don't. (laughs) Somebody's rectum. (laughs) I can't think of another thing. What's another food? <laughs> what else could be in a bag of chips that is edible? You know, I need a rectum. Big bag of rectums. Yeah, I don't know how that works. It was me. All right. Finally, that it was, was, a, was finally. like a Scott. You know, you know, when they do episodes uh, on ensemble cast and it focuses on one. Mm-hmm. Character that was a Scott Scott ass episode. That was very yeah, Scott was heavy. Good. I've never heard John laugh harder than that that I came oh my thing. Gosh, it was so funny. No one heard laugh like that. Anyway, because, yeah, <laughs> you were just so calm about it, and you stopped at the perfect part. You just like, and you know what? I came. Yeah, and then I you were really like, going to say a full sentence, but then started into a second sentence. Yeah, my brain went someplace it, else. It couldn't have been a dumber place to pause, it, but it was. It hit too hard to ignore. Yeah, and I don't want to change it. I'm never going back in time to change it. We're leaving it the way it is. Here's an email from a listener. That's where we're at now, everybody. Oh, uh, to do that, we have to do this. That's a good question. There we go. Uh, talk to the court, gmail.com. Christopher Bierge wrote in. Uh, he says, hi, guys. Love the podcast. Uh, feel free to cut up the email if it's too long. Uh, it's totally fine. He says, regarding Bo doing programming again. Do you recognize the feeling of having to be productive slash efficient with your time rather than doing a hobby purely for fun? In our society, we are taught to mobile or monetize all of our skills, and it takes away from our enjoyment of our hobbies or at least alters the nature of them. Uh, I also, or it says, I know I am writing to three guys who make money from hobby activities like gaming, YouTube, podcasting, and creative art, um, but I hope you get my meaning that it can be hard to keep a hobby purely for enjoyment. And don't think of its, or, and don't think it's failing, failing of anyone. Anyway, but rather it's an a un- failing of anyone. Oh, a, a failing of theirs. I get it now. But rather an unhealthy tendency in our society. I'd love to hear your takes on this. Again, love your guys' content, and I've been listening since the beginning. Vienlig Hilson. Kind regards, Christopher. Uh, I don't know where he's from. Sounds like Sweden or Switzerland or something. You're Christopher Bjerg. Uh, probably Sweden. Anyway, it's an interesting take. Before we get, I want Bo's take on this for the programming thing, but I definitely feel this when it comes to, like, even buying Final Fantasy retro grade or whatever. 
just now. <laughs> yeah. Every time. Every time. What's it called? Re- regrade? It's going to be called. Re- it's, we're just, we accept. We'll accept okay. it. You can like call it retrograde. Yeah. We know what it's you're like talking about. Two button about. Terry. Um, ever since I bought it here, my brain has been poking at me going, do you feel like you have to stream that? Do you have to stream it? Do you have to stream it? Yeah. Can I just Content. enjoy it without streaming it, brain? Like I've had, I, I argue with myself with, about this stuff all the time. And as much, I mean, I, I like streaming just for the fun of streaming. But a game like this, I'd probably rather just play it and not think about yeah. that or talk, yeah. have people in the audience. To, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So it's, yeah. all, it's always a little torn on that. So I totally feel his whole point here. But, Bo, to the programming part of it, do you think that's part of this, like why you're back into it? And I mean, I couldn't even pee my pants without thinking if there's a reason to bring this up on core, maybe I will. There <laughs> mm. you go. But, uh, um, yes, like it's definitely – it's definitely warped me for sure because mm-hmm. stuff feels like content. Like sometimes I'll watch a YouTube video yeah. and I'll be like, oh, I shouldn't have watched this. I should watch this with chat room. You know, even stuff like that. Like, yeah, it's a little brain warping right now because yeah. um, when I remember being into magic cards a lot, it was like I wasn't streaming it or doing it for anyone. I was just hanging out, sorting my cards, reading the rules, brewing decks. You know, it just had, like, there was, like, an end goal to bring it to play with friends or to do something with it. But, um, yeah, no, that's affected me over the past little while, for sure. Like, everything is, like, yeah. kind of content. For me, that's yeah. been that way for years. Like, it, there was a there was a time where WoW stopped being, because I just loved playing it and I wanted to be in that world. It went from that to, nope, this is a job now. And as a job, it means you got to play when you don't feel like it and, you got to grade when you don't want to and, you know, just kind of that stuff. And it felt like it just took yeah. a little piece of, not innocence, that's not the word, uh, like this, the magic of it was no longer in the playing of it. It was now relegated to like, well, now I got to figure out how to monetize or I got to put this on the show or I got to do this thing. Thankfully, the instance barely ever made any money ever. So I kind of still did it for the love of the game. But mm-hmm. um but yeah, I think this is a thing. I don't know that it's a broken part of society. I just think we're just in an era where because this stuff can be presented as content and in a meaningful way, you can build a career around it potentially. Um, you know, you have to know. I feel like maybe knowing that going in is a healthy thing. Knowing that your love of video games may get a little tarnished because now, you know, like do you, does anybody ever think that... Uh, what's his name ninja really likes to just chill out and play Fortnite on a friday no no he's he he plays it because he has to play it because if he doesn't play it his core fan base will be pissed i don't think he wants to be anywhere near that game for he would love a giant break from it and that's why you do see those guys play other games and do other things and branch out or whatever when they can but their core audience demands them we'll get back in there and start you know sniping heads in in the game we all came here for that's a lot of pressure and it does it it just takes the fun right out of it I think. So. Yeah, I mean we we had a conversation somewhat adjacent to this this weekend started. We're still having it and it it's definitely one of those things I try to keep it in the back of my mind because I know how I can get about things. And it's not just about gaming and streaming like that's what we can talk to because it's what we probably do the most, but I think a lot of people do it with their hobbies. You know, people will say because there's such a buy-in to so many things, like, oh, I'm going to get into 
painting. Here's what I need to buy to right. paint. Here's why right. it's okay that I'm going to spend that money because this is how I'm going to make it up. You know, like this is how I'll, I'll recoup costs and justify it. And it's like, you know, it's something I try to always keep in the forethought. Like if I can't set aside X amount of time to do something just because I love it, like when am I going to set that time aside? Yeah. Like, I think it's important to have now that doesn't mean that that always has to be the case. You know, like I, I work a part-time job and, you know, make money from doing this, doing streams, stuff like that. Like it's, it's definitely, it can feel almost like a panhandler situation where it's just like, what can I do to get money? Do you want to hear a joke? Twitch, I'll tell you a joke. Give me yeah. some money for it. Like it can get that way. And, and when it feels that way, like it can definitely enhance that feeling of like, oh, I bought this, so I have to stream it. Or, oh, I, I, have a feeling about this video so i have to do a reaction video to it and stuff like that it just gets in your head um because you know before i was a stay-at-home dad you know just trying to get whatever extra income i had i was working a nine to five and i know what that's like and i know what it's like to try to get out of it and try and kind of burst that bubble where you can sustain yourself in a way that you know you would enjoy more um and it's tricky. It's tricky to navigate. I still don't think I have it right. So, yeah, you know, tricky. it's ongoing trying to figure out that balance. Like I said, we were talking about it this weekend and it was very clear that, you know, my perceptions were different from other people's as we talked about it. And it's not to say I was right, they're wrong or vice versa. It's it's a tricky subject to be in content creation and stuff like that. And to sometimes just do something for the sheer joy of doing it. Yeah, I've been doing this this stuff, stuff like we're doing tonight, for almost 20 years now, which just sounds insane, but that's pretty close to where we're at. And um, I still feel like I'm trying to figure it out, you know, still trying to figure out what that balance is. But the biggest place I probably struggle, maybe this will help some people out there, on the artist side of things, half of what I do is is the art side and the other half is, you know, shows and content creation of other kinds. It's... I have to really work on myself to, to draw for me. When I, when I draw anything, I always have this in my head of like, well, I gotta, I gotta put this up and I'm done. It's gotta be on Instagram and Twitter and everywhere else. Everyone needs to see it. Even if it's not a thing that meant to make any money, I feel like I have to go into immediate share mode. And I, I don't know how to, that's really hard for me. There have been times where I've done it, but I'm like, I just need to be sketching, doodling, and keeping this this stuff to myself. I don't know why I need to show everybody every time I do it. But you get in this mode of like, well, I'll sell prints, and I have, you know, people have general interest in the work, so they're going to want to go to a site where they can see it all, and and so it's good for me to put it in these places. And it is like from a business standpoint, it is. But there are those times where I'm like, I just need to draw, and that's it, you know. But it's still hard for me. Last night, that Wastelander cultist dude I did. Um, here, chat, you can see it. So I'm, I'm even doing it now. But when I did that, originally I was like, I'm, this is just for me. I didn't do this for a project, didn't do it for a commission. I just needed to, you know, get some art out. And, you know, I like this this theme and, you know, I like Wastelander stuff and our D&D campaign centered around this sort of thing. So I was just, you know, feeling inspired. And so I sat down and did it. And then when I was done, I was like, oh, I got I to gotta share this around. <laughs> I just couldn't help yeah. it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah it is awesome. And we didn't help necessarily because we saw it and we were like, put it in the campaign. Yeah. That's a D&D character yeah. right there. Kill He's Nash a- immediately. I have to play this guy. Who's this guy? Tell us about him. Yeah. You know, like, it's, 
it's you know one of those things and you know i'm doing it because i'm like oh that'd be a cool character but you know it's the same sort of ideas like oh look let's turn it into something like right right off the bat so there's a there's a balance there and i think it can kind of go both ways but to john's point and then i want to ask bo a question about this but i guess my my overall take is try the best you can to figure out a a way not to ruin your favorite thing and just because it's a thing you you have to have to do instead of want to do. It's just tricky and hard. And I feel for everybody trying to do it. I feel like I found an okay balance, but like John said, I still don't have it exactly right. Still trying to figure it out. So Bo, this programming thing strikes me as you figuring out a thing that isn't going to be content other than us talking about it here. Um, so maybe this, maybe it is content, but you know what I mean? Like, this is just you going, no, oh, I just want to program again. I want to dink around. It's not like you're going, my goal is to have a giant RPG ready to play in three years and I'll have it on steam before you know, like you're not doing that as far no, as I know. No, 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 no. It was really just a brain cleanse. Most of all, like that was, that was the idea. It was just like, I need to stop consuming content about irrelevant stuff being made to be like so important. Yeah. And yeah. like learning can be a hobby, you know, there's lots of people late in life, pick up new hobbies. Uh, I think the big one is to get into woodworking for a lot of us, <laughs> you know, you hit your forties or fifties, you get that garage finally, and then you start <laughs> putting all kinds of woodworking equipment in there and there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, those are hobbies, right? Like uh, cleaning your car. Some people that's their hobby every weekend. I don't know. It's just something you do that's relaxing, that puts you at peace, that fills the time and there's no pressure i just think um yeah i just think i I don't have enough time in a week i really want to quit this full-time job like there's i just have tons of things i like music i want to make every second week i'm like what if i made a song and then yeah and i don't get around to it because i'm so busy even just reading i used to be a very avid reader same and i just feel like all this tech has really distracted me from i'm trying to i think figure out a, a way to do like good time hygiene for lack of a better term Mm -hmm. like block off two hours practice guitar i agree two hours read we could all use that right i mean i've always uh, had a lot of aspirations to write i've got a shelf full of writing for my 20s and late 20s and i kind of gave up on it there's a part you know you're never too old to write a great novel i think a lot of writers peak in their later life not in their early life sure and um so you know when i think and again, that's very careerist almost thinking right there. Like, but even just writing for the pleasure of doing it. Uh, Mike and Crofton have been talking a lot about doing stand up. Uh, really? Oh, I'd love to hear that. In their forties, and like, oh, just we're just so funny. Why don't we do stand up? And I'm like, like, yeah, go do five. Like, I they're like, wow, I gotta write bits, and I'm like, you should just like try and book somewhere like just go up and eat shit like just do it like go to an open mic night just do it stop procrastinating like you know you need to just do it that's but they kind of want to do it and i secretly want to get sucked into it as well although i don't really want to do stand-up but crofton has a natural knack for this stuff too like he'd be yeah yeah. mike was well mike's like cantankerous so he'd have his own i think they don't have they both have their own i'd watch your i'd watch a whole sitcom with you guys in it Canadian sitcom with you and your two buddies. Uh, we've we've Get batted that idea con. around too. Can con. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's make a bad show. Yeah. We've we've batted those ideas around too and had those jokes, but we just I don't know. I think it's uh Yeah. I mean I fully encourage them to go try some stand up anyways. I'd be there for, be yep. there for it. But uh 
Um, time, time and having a huge appetite to want to do everything. I think that's also, but like for hobbies, like reading, reading is so important, man. Yeah. Reading is great. So like unable to read. Keeps you sharp. Keeps you, uh, did that answer your question? I don't know. Uh, yeah, the, I think the so. Programming, the programming came from that. It just came from a... It was a brain cleanse, like you said. Like, I think for a lot of... If you're just learning from scratch, it would be one thing, but it's like, I have a pretty good foundation to build on. Right. In fact, I was told a lot by my dad and people around me, like, why don't you go get a computer science degree? Why don't you work in computer science? And like, all in my teens, I was like, I'm not going to grow up and work in an office, Dan. I'm not going to be one of those guys. And like, now I work in an office, but... <laughs> I should have taken programming because at least I'd be cooler than what I'm doing. I'm doing like the worst shit. Yeah. So like, yeah. Well, uh, it's well, it's better than um, chron- being a chronically stubborn person is my cross to bear. Yeah, a big old cross on your back. That's fine. We're here to help you carry it. All right, let's move on to this email. <laughs> one short one from Zach who says pee cushion problem. That's the that's the subject. Scott, go get a gallon jug of Nature's Miracle. Uh, follow the directions on the bottle. You will be good to go. I had lots of dogs. This works well with getting rid of the smell. It uses enzymes to break down the urea or the yeah, Pepsi as Bo would say. from your sodas or you'll have no more sodas. What yeah. is nature's miracle? Is that it's an actual clean. Now I've heard of this like stuff a, before. Um, okay. So it's a cleaning product and not like a euphemism for something. No. I always thought no. nature's miracle was water. Right. <laughs> well, it kind of is in some ways, but you know, naturesmiracle.com or Amazon or wherever you get this stuff. I've heard of this stuff before. I don't think we've ever bought it because we haven't had this problem. And the couch we got is not even our dog. It's someone's, it's the previous owner's dog. And Kim used some kind of orange smelling thing that kind of worked, but now everything smells intensely of orange. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know yet how we're feeling, but maybe I'll just get a jug of this stuff. And it says here, trust the miracle. That's their fra- their uh, thing. It's a lot to ask. Trust the miracle. Because miracles are at their nature, often untrustworthy. But anyway, we'll see what I can do. I'll let you know. Thank you, Zach, for the, uh, for the information. Uh, before we get out of here, a quick reminder that the show is supported entirely on the backs of wonderful listeners like yourselves who throw us a couple of bucks here and there. Like... Some recent ones like Sean Whittier, Stephen Radke, Nick Palnermo. I think I'm saying that right. Raul Zerba, Zerbato, Weston Wright, and Isaac Shank. That's a great name, Shank. Uh, those guys bellied up and uh, contributed to the show here recently. If you want to be like them, it'd be right on the show, but also just you know, know that you're supporting your favorite podcast and getting cool benefits to do so. Head on over to patreon.com slash core show and sign up today. More details at frogpants.com slash core, including ways to contact us and everything else. Keep those emails coming. Uh, talk to the core at gmail.com. All right, that's it. We got to do words of wisdom. John, we always start with you. What do you got over there, dude? Well, it was very popular last week. It's always a demand to know what we talked about. So I will bring out Martha to discuss the games we, we had today. Oh, fantastic. Let's see, today we talked about several games. We talked about Iconoclast, and I remember seeing them open for Bobby Darren back in the day. <laughs> Blood-stained ritual of the night. That's what my husband did when he was in, just waking up in the middle of the night at 7.30. <laughs> playing around in Forza. Oh, I shouldn't just read what Scott wrote. I should just say the name of the game. Forza. Uh, Forza's going to get a... a 
Hot Wheels thing, so he's playing it. That's what you need to know. <laughs> Super Ember Kaboom is uh, words that you can put together and make a video game. You've also got uh, Final <laughs> Fantasy VII, uh, Integrate or Retrograde, depending on who you ask, and the original, which came out a long-ass time ago. Uh, John played a mobile game. Good for him. It was Final Fantasy Tactics and Grim Dawn, which is still a very stupid name. <laughs> Uh, Bo played Gordian Quest. Uh, it just sounds like a, a bowel obstruction and V Rising, which sounds like another part of the body. <laughs> that's uh, that's what we talked about today. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Wow, salty Martha with her her recap. Bo, and anything to add to that? Uh, make some time to read. Oh, that's Remember great. That's a great Words idea. I'm with you. I'm going to read tonight. That's what I'm going to do. I might be a comic book, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, That'll do it for us. Thanks for being here. We'll be back next week with more. In the meantime, go play some games. We'll talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. If Jeebel is responsible for the summoning, then I have to stop him. Guy's name is Jeebel. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.